0: tell you you can test your relationship right now you can test the the, the 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 emotional and financial fortitude of your relationship you can see right now if y'all better than just some good sex right now you can see how good y'all are at how well y'all are having conversations about money because everybody knows a recession but we acting like it ain't no ain't no recession no, okay we got money right we acting like we, we ain't addressing the idea that all this stuff ain't up. We ain't addressing the idea that fuel is up 58%, utilities up 33%, gas up 18%, electricity up 15%, transportation's up 14%, food up 13%, cars up 9%, restaurants up. All you Root Chris Steakhouse people, I eat at fine restaurants, they up 9%, used calls up at 7 point, and shelter is up. So if all these things up and we ain't having this conversation more than we doing now, that's the issue within the relationship. You know, I'm going to dedicate this one here to my great aunt Glow, I mean, my great aunt Nita. You know, late last night, we got the phone call, myself and my family, that she that she passed away, you hear me? And... um. I'm going to keep it real, man. Like, this one, this one was kind of difficult, you know, just for me and my family. Um, she was the last matriarch. It's crazy when you, you know, I lost my great aunt Glow. Everybody knew how much Aunt Glow meant to me as a trapper. We know how much Ain't Glow meant to me, man. And my ain't, ain't, my ain't Needed meant just as much. You know, they, they were both pivotal. Pivotal to my growth. When I came home from prison, uh, you know, I remember when I came home from prison, man, I was home maybe like two weeks and um, one of my aunties put me out um, not, not because, not because I did anything wrong and not because she did anything wrong, but because, you know, it was a new environment for my aunt with me coming home from prison and she had her little kid. And, and I remember when I, when I had nowhere to go, I called my aunt Glo because I was working at Golden Corral and I said, mom, I don't got nowhere to go. And she said, come here. And I remember sleeping on that sofa. And I remember her just encouraging me, you know, on my journey. Um, my, my, my cousin G, that's his mama. Y'all know we always shout out G. He part of the crew. He part of the team. But most importantly, that's my cuz. And, you know, it's, this one going to be tough for our family, you know? We had the same name. My name is Leon. Her name is Leona. And she would always introduce me as, this is my namesake. And she would always tell me how proud she was of me. And and she would always tell me how much she admired me because she knew I got it out the mud. She knew I never asked for handouts. And man, she loved me so goddamn much. And I remember when I gave birth to my baby girl, when my when my daughter's mom gave birth, and we had Leah. <laughs> my ain't, my aunt Nita bathed Leah inside of the zinc. Now, in my family we call my aunt Nita Miss Chancellor. You know, some some people have their their big mamas, and some people have their. You know, we we call ain't need a big pocketbook, <laughs> or Miss Chancellor, because she was the standard for my family. You talking mean coats? You talking pocketbooks? We talking about lavish lifestyle, y'all. <laughs> I'm wearing this red because she was a Delta. And and that's the first time I ever saw somebody um, get a house built from the ground up. I miss her. Holidays won't be the same. I know for a fact she probably went Christmas shopping two months ago. <laughs> like, she made show sure my daughter and my other little cousin McKinley like That's a blow for us. We gonna feel this one. I miss you, baby. Yeah. And um. It's crazy because I think when we we on this journey to building wealth and and I sat back and I said, damn, that's a whole generation that's gone. Dave, run this next picture right quick. So right here, we looking at a whole generation right here. This, this, this is... This is my... This is my bloodline right here. At the bottom... You got my grandmother. The one with the... <laughs> with the glasses on. That's my grandmother. That's her brother. And it's crazy because the the black guy behind them is my cousin, Pepper. That's who I called when my my aunt put me out. I called my cousin, Pepper, right? (laughs) I called my cousin, Pepper, who taught me how to drive when I came home from prison. right? He had had an avalanche. And it's my first day home. And he said, look, bro, we ain't got time to be test driving, bro. Look, get in the car and we going to the goddamn DMV. And I remember having a finesse lady in the DMV. She said, you don't know how to drive. I said, listen, ma'am, I just come home. I'm 26. I need these licenses, you hear me? And she was like, you can have them. <laughs> but that's my grandmother. We call her Big Red. And then at the top picture, that's my Aunt Shirley. That's my uncle. That's my Aunt Nita. And the crazy part is these two beautiful women on the other side, they left before I was born, but they were their sisters. And in the middle, that's who everybody in my family, my generation, that's who we know. My Aunt Shirley, her kids are still alive. That's my cousins. But my Aunt Nita and my Aunt Glo, man, she was the baby girl. Miss Chancellor, man. I was talking to my uncle today and I said, "Uh That's a whole generation that's gone." That's it. That's That's a whole generation that's gone right there. We need new tradition. We need new values. We need a new mission. We need new heirs. I said, Uncle, what the hell are we supposed to do? And my uncle said, man, you the next generation. And for a minute, that gave me a lot of hope. It let me know that, because all my little cousins and all my cousins, they admire me. They look up to me. And so is the wealth, the wealth talk. And the wealth journey now shall be put to test. Everything that I know now will be put to test. You're talking about some strong ass women right there. Grew up across the canal. <laughs> that shit was in them too. All of them was about that shit. If you from New Orleans, they from across the canal, man. From Tree Cool Street. Tennessee Street. Yeah. And And I realized that we built for this shit. I realized what's in my DNA. I realized it's just my time. And I told my uncle, I said, "Uncle." Right now, you in charge. (laughs) I say, but I got you. I say, I got you. I got us. I say, it's about legacy now. I said, they left us with a lot. We endured a lot. We lost the last two of that generation. We lost them in in an 11-month time span. And I just want them to know every last one of them from my grandmother, Louise, Dot, my Aunt Shirley, (laughs) When I was homeless, my Aunt Shirley was the one. I don't know how she found me. But she was the one. She was the one when I went to court, she told the judge, listen, he just been through a lot. That ain't him. And that's how I want I'm not getting 25 years and I got 10. Because my Aunt Shirley knew Judge L Y. I love you for that, Aunt Shirley. My Aunt Glow, I slept in your house. I made my first million dollars on your sofa, and we both cried. And she said, "Nigga, I ain't never seen a million dollars." <laughs> I said, I made that shit sitting on your sleeping on your sofa, baby. And then my ain't glow, man. My ain't neither, man. I just bought a house. You know, I don't put my business out there. And when I bought the house, I told my aunties, both of them, I said, listen, I bought this house because I want both of y'all to know that when y'all leave here, we in good hands. I said, this Christmas, well, I said, next Christmas, after we finish renovating it, I want y'all to come now, Christmas at my house. And both of them told me, all right. And the minute I purchased the house, my Aunt Glow passed away. She saw the pictures, she saw me buy, she passed away. And then last Christmas, I told my aunt, my Aunt Need, I said, hey, this Christmas, next Christmas, we at the house. She said, boy, I'm coming. And, and it meant a lot to me because I wanted them to see. I wanted them to see it. I wanted them to feel it. Like, I wanted them to know free got us. It's like, I want them to have the security to know that the next generation, yo, they in the right hands. So I want all y'all to know, my uncle Junior, my uncle Brother, my Aunt Shirley, Aunt Glo, my grandmother. Man, I got us. I promise. I promise. I promise. So look, man. Thank y'all for letting me have that moment. I appreciate it. I don't need no tears. Let that shit dry. I'm trapped. You hear me? I thank y'all for letting me have that moment. Let me release that. I love y'all. Ain't need a man. We love you. We appreciate you. We honor you. And it just ain't going to be the same without you. But just know you impacted us all. You impacted us all. Your name all over this family. Your presence all over this family. You left us in good hands. I love you, baby. Your namesake. Let's go, man. Listen, man. Welcome to another episode of Trappin' Tuesday. That's right. I had to get that out, my energy up. I'm back. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I want to say this, man. Before we get started, I want you to like. I want you to subscribe. To the channel. I want you to send this out to somebody and let them know that my dog trapped on the tune, and he gonna give us some game tonight. Make sure you got your pen and your pads because tonight gonna be one of them nights I feel like my auntie is with me. I feel like this the one. I feel like every show she would be like yo she would tell me send me the link for every class every webinar I do she would text me and say free send me the link. I want to watch it. She would send me a picture of her taking notes. <laughs> I love you, baby. So listen, man. This week is gonna be so amazing, man. We had so many amazing things that happened in the market this week. So many amazing things that we can take advantage of that I want to point out for us to see, right? So here it is, man. I want y'all to sit. I want y'all to take y'all time. Let's count some money. To that, turn that up, man. Turn that up. Turn that up, man. One more time. There we go. Hey, hey George. I know my cousin G. We miss you on the camera tonight, bro. But look, we love you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Take your time. Everybody, let's send our prayers to George. Y'all know I always shout George out, man. It's crazy because when I when I bring him out here by me, the one thing my aunt told me was, "Take care of my baby." I say, "Man, that nigga 50." <laughs> I said, ma, he 50, you feel me? Because we love you, bro. Take your time, you feel me? Take your time, bro. Come back when you ready, man. You know what I'm saying? Jose here, Dave here, Isaac ain't here. He don't got the brown shoes on, but it's all good. You feel me? All right, man, let's go, man. Let's tap, man. Enough, enough, enough. Let's go, man, big energy. Let's get some scales in the chat right quick, you know what I'm saying? Let's get some scales in the chat right quick. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. We back in the trap, man. We back in the chat, man. So I want to start this week off with something that I'm going to start off with each and every week moving forward, right? Each and every week moving forward, like this is something that is going to be our mantra as trappers. Let me hear you say mantras in the chat. Say, say, give me my mantra, trap, right? Say, give me my mantra, trap, right? We gonna do that. We gonna give it. Ooh, it's gonna be good. I took my time. I took my time and created this, right? So here we go. I want y'all to say this. We gonna say it two times. The first time I say it, when I run through that. If you like it, I want you to say, "Ooh, that's good," trap. If you don't like it, I want you to say trap, man, go back to the drawing board with it. And I want y'all to keep it real with me. I want y'all to keep it real with me. All right, so let's go. Look, I am a certified Wall Street trapper. I am confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money and I am more than capable of operating this machine. Not only would I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break all the chains that anchor me to the poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will the generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am wealthy. I am righteous. I am abundant. I am a certified Wall Street trapper, and Wall Street looks like us now. Woo! Let me know if y'all feel that. 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 Me... <laughs> y'all feel that. I, feel like, I feel like we can run it back one more time. Can we run it back one more time? I want to run it back one more time, right? So, so I'm going to say this every week. We're going to say this every week, right? We're going to, like, this is what we want. This is what we on, right? So, I'm going to run it back. Let's run it back one more time. Right, let's get it, right? Now, I want y'all to just, I want y'all to, I want y'all to to listen to it, and I want y'all to really get this. So, when I say we coming out with the mantra, I want y'all to say it with me. So, we talking live, We on live shows, we know this mantra. Let's do it again. I am a certified Wall Street traveler. I am confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money and I am more than capable of operating this machine. Not only will I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based off the information I apply today. I am a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break all the chains that anchored me to the poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. No longer will the generations that come from behind me inherit lack. I am abundant, I am wealthy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. And Wall Street looks like us now. Woo! Let's go, y'all. All right, so that's what I'm going to do, man. Every week, I'm going to put that on the screen. Dave, make sure every week that go on the screen. You hear I me? Mean? Every week. Moving forward, that going on the screen. I had to say it like this first to make sure y'all are with me, to make sure y'all feeling me, right? And see if I had to go back to the lab with it. But I think that's good. I think that's good. I think that's good. Right? So next week we're gonna get it on the screen. And that's what we're gonna we're gonna come in every week with that. Every we're gonna put it on the screen next week. So I wanted to put it out there for us this week. Right, but moving forward, every week is going on a screen, man. Let's go, man. So I want to say this, man. Moving before we get into, what we got to get into the night. I want to say this. What is your family's blueprint? What is your family's blueprint? What do you do when you're the person? That has to give birth to the freedom that everyone wants? What are the sacrifices that you're willing to make to change the dynamics of your family? Are you willing to be looked at as crazy? Are you willing to defeat the odds? Are you willing to take the risk? Because freedom never came without a fight. Freedom was never given. Freedom was always sacrificed for. Most of us are willing to stay in a comfortable place because it doesn't require much from us. Most of us are willing to follow what we've been taught because at that point, we can't blame anyone but the people and the generations that came before us. The one thing I will say about my aunt Nita is this. She exposed us all So what a better life could be. We watched her build a house from the ground up. We watched her her have the Dooney and Burke bags from back in the day till she upgraded. We watched her have fur coat after fur coat after fur coat. We talking real fur coats. We watched her do it. And just by seeing that, we flocked to that house. We saw her build that house. We called it the big house. And when you, if you know me, you've seen me here. When I go to the country by my people, when I go to New Orleans and then I go to the country, you done seen me go in that backyard and we talk about them four acres of land with the pines in the back. That's my ain't either. She exposed us to that. She talked to us about buying land. She kind of wanted to put that in me to buy land because she wanted me to buy the property next door to her. And she got mad when the house went up for sale and the people took the for sale sign and the lot went up for sale and the people took the for sale sign. She said, trap, God damn. She said, free. I was trying to get into it, but they took the for sale sign off the thing. What happens when you become the one that has to expose your family to the possibilities? Do you have it in you? Do you have the resiliency to fight the cravings? The cravings to spin, the cravings to splurge, the cravings to show Instagram, the cravings to... Do you have it in you? Black man, do you have it in you to go against the system? Do you have it in you to not be a killer? Do you have it in you to not be a gangster? Do you have it in you to not misuse women? Do you have it in you? Do you have it in you to be a father? Do you have it in you to be a leader? Do you have it in you to be a husband? Do you have it in you to be a brother? Do you have it in you to be a friend? Do you have it in you to be a comrade? Black man, do you have it in you? Queen, do you have it in you to not be an alpha female? Do you have it in you to be a queen? Do you have it in you to be that incubator that turned a house to a home, that turns Uh, 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 A seed of sperm to a child? Do you have it in you to be a mother? Do you have it in you to break some of the chains that you have of whooping your daughter's ass and putting your kids out at 17? Do you have it in you to nurture? Do you have it in you to love him without telling him this type of man would do this? Like do you have it in you? Because in my mind we can't speak on wealth if we ain't speaking on building a family. I know some people don't feel like I'm tripping and, you know, like trapped. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's cool. And I get it. I get it. But here's what I do know. Here's what I do understand. While I do not agree with all the things that Kanye say, what I do agree with is this. When a black man starts talking about something other than killing, when a black man start exposing some truths, that black man gets quieted. That black man's speech is now offensive, but when the black man talks about messing with a bunch of women, when the black man starts talking about killing one another, F the police, F the this, and this N-word this, and this N-word that, and F this, and F that, and I did this, and material this, and material that, that gets blatantly abused on all the airwaves. what I know. I understand why most deaf and common and dead prayers KRS-One. They ain't run out of rap, yo, but that music didn't make a certain set of people money. What did make a certain people money was us killing each other. Us talking about how we slung crack to get rich. Us talking about how we misused our women. Us talking about how you know, painting a narrative that black men ain't this and black men ain't that. Black women ain't this. She's a bitch. She's a hoe. She's a bad bitch. He a real nigga. He a gangster. That got popularized and I'm not saying I haven't been a victim of my damn self. I ain't saying I ain't been a victim of it, my damn self. But what I am saying is at what point do we stop and step back and say, yo, damn, I've been a pawn in the game. At what point do we step back and say, I bet I made the mistake. Yep, I'm no better than you. But check this out. At this point in my life, I'm willing to change. I'm willing to make the correction. At what point do we say, I'm willing to make the... Co- yo, fam, I was, I was with you, fam. I went to prison for attempt murder on robbery. Fam, I fell under the same system. I fell under the same law. I abided by the same rules. I was willing to die for my hood. I fell under the same law, my guy. I fell under it. I get it. I come from it. But at what point do I stop saying, I'm cut from that cloth, and I say, yo, I'm from a different type of fabric. I've been woven now by a different type of fabric. At what point do we stand up and we say, I'm responsible for my actions and I'm willing to change. I'm willing to evolve. I'm willing to be a caterpillar. Because one of the most amazing things about the caterpillar is that it becomes nakedly vulnerable to become the butterfly. Like one thing about the caterpillar is it understands that there's another version of himself or herself that it has to become in order to live at its highest level. The caterpillar understands that, yo, as long as I'm a caterpillar stage, I'm going to always eat off the ground. But the minute I evolve into the butterfly, yo, I see life differently. But in order to become the butterfly, I truly have to become the most vulnerable version of myself. What did he have to do? The caterpillar has to crawl up in the tree. The caterpillar has to become nakedly vulnerable. It It has to get inside and create a cocoon. It has to cocoon itself. It has to go through a decomposing phase where it has to damn near kill itself. It has to kill the old way of thinking. It has to kill the old way of eating. It has to kill the old appetite that it had. It has to kill the old wrongs that it wanted to eat. It has to kill the old things that he, that he lived off and that he, that he seeked out to be. It has to kill the old ways where he wanted to sleep at. It has to kill that version of itself and become nakedly vulnerable. Like it has to become so vulnerable where it just trust the process. It's nothing it can do. It has to trust the fact that somebody's not going to come and slap it down and try to step on it. It has to trust the fact that God, the higher power or whatever you believe in will protect it in this metamorphosis phase, in this phase where it decomposes and gets rid and strips itself of everything that it once knew. It got to strip itself of that. And then one day it wakes up in its highest form. It wakes up and it gets to soar. It wakes up. It gets to see the world from a higher level. It wakes up. It changes its diet. It wakes up. And it's in a new form. It's in a new shape. And the dopest part about it all is it never goes back to being a caterpillar. It will die a butterfly. But that is the decision that the caterpillar has to make. It can easily say, nah, I'm just going to be a caterpillar my whole life. It can easily say, I'm going to just be a real nigga my whole life. It can easily say that, but it makes the conscious decision that says, I am better than that. And then once it makes that decision, it commits the rest of its life to being a butterfly. My question, before we even start talking about stocks, are you committed to being a butterfly? Woo! Jose, I am on. I'm on it tonight, bro. I'm on it tonight, Jose. Jose got the clips. Jose, that's a lot of clips we got right now, bro. (laughs) That's a lot of clips right now, Jose. All right, man, listen, y'all. Listen, man, the last two days were amazing in the market. Man, let me see you in the chat. If you with me right now, right, if you with me in the chat right now if you feeling where we going, if you feeling how the energy up, I want you to say yeah, 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 we here to everybody that's back to another Trapping Tuesday the greatest show on earth we got 1100 people in the chat week 11 week 11 we got 1100 people in the chat we ain't never had 1100 that fast Jose that means we building bro, we 30 something minutes in it, we building bro the greatest show on earth it's the best financial literacy show, investment literacy show, inspirational show, leadership show, wealth building show, family wealth building show, uh, healing financial trauma show, and everything else you will ever hear. We ain't here to just talk numbers, we ain't here to just motivate you, we here to transform. Welcome to Trap and tools, man. Welcome to 1100 people in the chat. Man, let's get the likes up if you don't do me that favor. Get the likes up, man. You know what I'm saying? Send this out. Let your people know, oh, Trap just getting warmed up. Welcome home. If this your first time being here, man, come sit at the table with us. We got greens, potatoes, potatoes, potato, yams. Tater. We got... Ain't to cooked it. Ain't needa cooked it. <laughs> <laughs> ain't need to cook it. Ain't need to cook the gumbo. Ain't need to cook the baked chicken. Ain't need to cook the yams. Ain't need to cook that crawfish etouffee. God damn, ain't need I needed that one more time. I needed that etouffee one more time. Ain't need You ain't even leave me the recipe, Uncle Frank. I need the recipe, bro. Uncle Frank, I need the recipe. Don't play no games, Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. I need the recipe. Stop playing. Stop playing Uncle Frank. I'm coming to Baker. I need that recipe Uncle Frank. She got it somewhere. Somewhere. Stop playing. Stop playing. (laughs) Let's go man. I love y'all so much. Thank y'all just for allowing me to to express that in the beginning. That's a real moment. And I tell y'all, y'all family, I tell y'all we family because I don't got to try to be perfect, y'all. Consistency going to win this game. I'm going to show up every week and we're going to do Trap and tuses. Even if I'm going through something, I never once thought about not doing the show tonight. I never once thought about not doing the show tonight. And whatever emotion came out of me, it was, it was what it was. The minute I saw my auntie picture, I started crying, man. But thank y'all for letting me have that moment, man. I appreciate y'all for that. That's why I love y'all. That's why I love the Trappers, man. Right before fight. Hey, Dave, do me a favor right quick, Dave. That Wall Street video, run that thing right quick, man. We got to get the energy up in here, man. I'm feeling it. Hey, everybody that's in the Deltas, I got this red on for y'all, man. My aunt Nita was a Delta for years. Southern University, yep. She did it. She worked at Dow Chemical, Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, 100% man, let's roll. Shout out my guy Jose for that, man. We remixed that, I love you my guy. You know what I'm saying? I always alley with my team because I can't do it without them. But most importantly, man, shout out to the Trappers, man. We took over Times Square. We took over Times, like we took it over. Like on some real talk, like we took it over. Like I'm going to tell you all something real, if you had to be there to see it, like if you had to be there to see this, a policeman walked up to me, y'all. Jose laughing. Jose laughing. Where the picture at? You should have had the picture. We gonna show the picture next week. <laughs> Send the picture, Jose. So a police walk up to me, right? A police walk up to me and says, Hey, bro, who are you? I said, my name is Wall Street Trapper. He said, no, what's your real name? I said, Wall Street Trapper. He said, no, like, what's your real name? I said, Wall Street Trapper. <laughs> Saw so my travels in the chat. Did that go down like that or did it go down like that? I said, turn around. He looked up, he said, man, I see it. He said, I see it. And then I see the energy. I see the people because we was deep. He said, I see the people. I'm just, I am I ain't never. I'm like, yeah, man, we here. He said, so, so tell me what you, what you do. I said, man, I free my people, man. He said, what? I said, man, we teach financial literacy. We teach investment literacy. I teach about financial trauma. I teach you how to make money in a stock market. Long term, we ain't trying to be fancy and, 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 and make you, you know, talk about a lifestyle that you ain't... Nah, I ain't trying to... I'm selling you on the life you deserve, the life you need, the life your family needs. He said, man. And then he just heard me talking. And we talking to the and the trap has had the energy. Oh. <laughs> ah! Ah! Jose, we, Jose, we pull a picture up. Black man a black man. Black man a black man. This a red picture right here, man. Trap is talking to the police. But it was cool because I'm on a different level. I ain't looking at him like a police. I'm looking at him as a black man who see another powerful black man and he won't know how he gets get down. He won't understand what it is that's going on. So definitely, man, we want to talk about that. All right, man, he saw that Wall Street look like Us 9. He was like, yo, that's hard, right? I said, hey, make sure you tune on to Trap and Tuesdays each and every Tuesday at 7 o'clock on the Wall Street looks like Us 9 network, you hear me? That. I'm, I'm going to help you make more money than your retirement. You're getting in the in the thing, you feel me? <laughs> Let's go, man. Let's get into it, man. we 46 minutes in, man, and we ain't talked about one stock yet. That's all right. That's the type of vibe we got going on, you know hear I me? Mean? Tonight's going to be special, man. Tonight's going to be amazing. Right, quick, do me a favor, man. Hit the like button, right? Subscribe if you're not subscribed. Yo, we on week 11, y'all. I mean, y'all been rocking with me with, for 11 weeks straight, and every episode we've got better. Salute to y'all. Salute to y'all. Salute to the Trappers. All right, let's dig in, man. Tonight gonna be special, man. We're gonna talk about some things, man. All right, we're gonna talk about some things. All right, so, man, world on the street, man. Listen, man, we had two back to back. Green days coming off a green day last Thursday. Now, if you go back, Trapper did say something. Trapper said what? October is normally a bounce back month because September is historically a bad month in the market. We talked about this. We talked about this three episodes ago. We said that October is normally a bounce-back month. So, honestly, I'm going to keep it real with you. This is why... This is why I am not surprised. This is why I am not, oh, we out of a recession. I'm not surprised that none of this was going on. Because also in September we have what? A quad winching phase. What is a quad winching phase? We'll talk about that later on. But this happens in September. It happens every three months, right? So not only do we have quiet winter in September, but we also already know that historically, September is the worst month in the market, historically, historically. So we never panic in September and we always get a bounce back in October. Go look back at episode 10. No, episode nine, where we showed you what happens historically in October, 12 16, 18, 21, 19, 19, 8. So, happens. All right. So, man, the S&P leaders today were Lockheed Martin. This is a company that I own. Listen. This is a company that I own. I'm going to tell you all something. I truly believe... Hold up. First, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Listen. I am not a financial advisor or fiduciary. Everything that I say... It's for entertainment and informational purposes only. Know that every investment requires a... some form of due diligence. You must be able to research, you must be able to mitigate the risk, and you must be able to make the proper investment decisions based on your risk tolerance. If you cannot do that, you need to seek a financial advisor or fiduciary. I know one by the name of Shabala. Heart of earning leisure. He can take you to glory. I gonna take you to the tram house. All right, man. So the Dow Jones leader was American Express. Now I do not own American Express. I do not own American Express, but I'm not gonna lie. If you're, if you, I will say this. If you are serious about building wealth, if you own a business, you definitely should have the American Express Gold Card and work your way to the American Express Platinum Card. If you don't have that, if you do not have that, if you just, you know, um, I don't want to say a regular person, but if you are, uh, I don't want to say regular person because that's not the right word I want to use, but if you are just not there yet as a business owner, you still should get the American Express Gold Card. Why? Because American Express is the point champion right like I literally I'm just keeping it hundred percent real with you right now my last I have 4 million American Express points I have 4 million American Express points right 4 million of them and I don't use them but I let them accumulate I let them accumulate, but I have four million American Express points. You feel me? The dope part about it, if you if you have a business and you run ads or something, you get like four times the points from running ads with your American Express car. And every week, uh every week they're adding new type of bonuses to that car. Right? So I don't, I don't own, I'm not, I don't own Visa, MasterCard, or American Express, or Discover, but I 100% have four Amex calls. I never walk around with cash on me. I think that's my downfall. I never have cash on me. Never have cash on me. But I keep one of my Amex calls with me, possibly two. You feel me? So definitely, um, get that Amex, y'all. Like, so, Um, it's a great company, has a great balance sheet. I don't know if it's going to have a lot of growth in that company, but it is a great company. It does have great balance sheet, has great management. It doesn't have, it's the third when it comes to market cap. So it's Visa, MasterCard, then American Express when it comes to market share in that payment industry, but no one beats their customer loyalty points. So if you're looking at American Express, um, their customer loyalty points is what gives them the moat. So, Visa has the network effect moat, which means they have the biggest network. So, Visa is the most used card in that industry, right? Visa is the most used card in that industry but American Express specifically caters to a certain type of person, right? A person they really cater to people that spend a lot of money on credit cards. I'm going to just say people that are conscious, I'm not going to say spend a lot of money, because even if, like, think about this. Like, let's think about this. Think about this. That's a fact. Old Trap would have had a whole bunch of cash. That's how you know I'm evolving, right? Um, think about this. If you're already going to pay your rent, why not just get the rent paid on your American Express card? You're going to pay it anyway. That's what I do. Right? If you're already going to pay your bills already, pay them on an American Express card. Pay them on American Express card. Like, you're already going to get gas already, use American Express cards, Right? And just, let, and just let the points rack up. This is my boss. That's how I feel. You know, again, people could do what they want to do, but I feel like Visa, has, American Express has the third market share of all. It's Visa, MasterCard, American Express, right? And Visa cannot touch MasterCard cannot touch American Express when it comes to points. You cannot touch them. Now, here's the thing. For places that don't let you use the credit card, I mean, do something else. I'm just saying what I do, you Right? I understand that everybody might don't let you pay your card with the rent or something like that. You know, it's okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just saying use the card. You know what I'm saying? And, and instead of using the cash, you're gonna use the cash anyway. Use the card and then pay it off. That's all I'm saying, y'all. I'm not saying that you gotta. You know what I'm saying? It's just use the card. Uh, but nobody beats American Express when they come. That's what gives them their moat, their customer loyalty, their loyalty program, the way they kick out points. Like American Express is always coming up with another way for you to get more points. You know what I'm saying? So definitely do that. And then they got into, now the thing about American Express is this, not to be talking about them. The thing about American Express is this. A lot of people don't accept it because unlike Visa and MasterCard, American Express actually charges the people for letting you use the card as well. Right? So American Express charges, so that's why most companies be like, nope, we don't take American Express is because American Express charges them as well for that. That's how they make money. So, understanding Visa, Master and American Express, you now have to understand uh, why, how each company makes money. This is 100%. What would a trap do moment? This is what would trap do moment. You know what I'm saying? This is not a, this what you go do. This is what would trap do moment. This is what I do. I use my American Express to pay my rent. You know, I'm using my, you know, at my spot until my house is finished. I use my American Express to pay all my bills that's automated. All my business bills go on my platinum card. Um, all my equipment, everything is on a platinum card. And then my everyday business expenses on a gold card. And then my personal expenses go on my, my personal gold card. And I just never have cash. I just always use that. And I let my points accumulate. At the end of the month, I just pay everything off at one time. It was money I was going to spend anyway. You know what I'm saying? This just makes sense. But everybody takes Visa, but the thing with Master American Express is everybody doesn't take it because everybody doesn't want to take pay that fee, that merchant fee. All right, moving forward, man. Um, The Nasdaq leader was one of the Nasdaq leaders was Fastenal. Right? So Fastenal is a business. Um, I learned about this business. I actually invested in Fastenal a long time ago when I was in the in before I actually learned how to really break down stocks. Um, because I was working in construction. Y'all know that. Um, So, Fastenal is one of the industry leaders in the construction business, right? So, when you think about industrials, Fastenal is a great business. Not only do they make lifts, um, not only do they make uh, scissor lifts and things like that, but all of the nuts and bolts that are on a job is made by them. Right? So, When you go on a job, so that's how I was building the Falcon Stadium, right? When I was building the Falcon Stadium, Fastenal is the person that the company that supplied all the nuts and bolts for the Falcon Stadium. We're talking about over two million nuts and bolts, right? They have market share in that industry. They are one of the leaders in that industry um, I, I, I've i had it for a while. Then I did my research on it. It's a pretty good company. It's not like a phenomenal business, but it's a pretty good company. It's a boring company. It's a solid business. Um, they have grow, As long as America is growing, they'll be growing. They are one of those businesses. Um, they have a decent leadership. Um, I like the business. It's not a bad company if you're in the construction industry, if you're in the ironwork industry, anywhere in that type of hands-on industry, you know all about fast and all right? Just look it up. Um, I think the ticker symbol is F-E-S-T. Um, you know all about that. You know all about this saying trap. Show the ticker. Well, I need you to take some type of initiative. I need you to say, I gave you the company. I need you to say, what is the ticker? I need you to go and Google and say, what is the ticker for all? Like, I need you, if I'm going to take one step towards you, if I'm going to take two steps towards you, I need you to take one step toward me, right? If I'm going to take two steps towards you, if I'm going to get up here and just give you game and rock with you, I need you to take one step toward me and that one step toward me is saying if Trap told me about the company, let me now do a little research myself. That's all. That's all I want you to do. That's all I want you to do. Just, I'm going to do a little research myself. Right? So fast are a pretty decent company. Did great during the pandemic. All right, cool. Let's move forward, man. Let's look at our heat checks. So let's look at what's going on right now um, with the stock. So listen, we already understand that in order for the market to move, we're looking at calls and puts. Calls and puts, calls and puts. Now, here's the dope part about it. Today, again, the put call ratio was 0.97. So we know anything that's over 1% puts us inside of that restrictive fear terrorism. So today was at 0.97%. Now, check this out. We had 1,942,000. 1,942,975 1,942,975 calls. That's a lot of calls, almost 2 million calls. And we had 1.6 million. Um, 1,666,867 puts which gave us a total of 3.6 million options in play today. 3.6 million options in play Today. Now, even though we had a green day, it wasn't like over, over, zealous green. It started off real good and then it like smoothed it out a little bit, right? And we'll talk about some of those things later on. Um, but as we can see, we had more calls than puts today and now that can give us an idea of why we had a green day. And so the reason why I like to show the heat check all the time is because I like to give us an idea. Now, I don't like to get up here and just give you all a bunch of information. I like to give you all an idea so you can see like, okay, I understand. Today we have more calls and puts because what we got to realize is every day when we get in the market, there's buyers and sellers. There's buyers and sellers. So every time this market is moving and the market is going bearish, that means they have more... Put, they have more sellers, they have more puts, people that's trying to go the other way than that. And if the market's going green, I mean, we got a lot of buyers, right? So we got a lot of buyers, we got a lot of people putting calls, a lot of people that are optimistic, right? So if we understand that, that people are optimistic, that means more options are going. Now, here's the dope part about it, right? In a market like this, watch this, there's some game, there's some game, there's some game, there's some game. Watch this. In a market like this, what well, we understand that we are truly in a bear market recession. What well, we do understand that when you see green days like this, that means that people, watch this, ooh, this is good. What oh, is it about to be good? I'm about to give some game right quick. What this is telling us is that a lot of people who are short the market have gotten some news that make them cover their shorts. So if you're already short the market, I mean you got puts in, or uh, you, you know you 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 you're pessimistic about the market. You're a, you're a bear. When you hear certain news, it causes you to be optimistic, even if it's for a brief moment. So what happens is the people who are bulls and bears, they'll come in and say, you know what? I just want to sh- I want to cover my short right now. I want to cover my short. Get some money. I'm optimistic. This is how we get green days inside of a bull market, a bear market. God damn, that was good. I don't even think they caught that Ganges now. I don't think they caught that Ganges now. Okay, let's run, let's run it back. 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 So we know that we're inside of a bear market. We understand that we're inside of a recessionary. We're in a recessionary economy. Right. We're in a recessionary environment. Right. We got rate hikes. We got inflation. We got a a, a midterm election coming up. We got all prices. We got, uh, we got so much going on right now. Right. Nothing is really good. We actually see contraction. There's nothing really good about the market right now. Right. There's nothing really good about the market. So here's the thing. So the reason why we see so many bearish days is because that means we have a lot of people selling. Right. The reason why stock prices are coming down is because people are getting off positions. Right? People are selling positions. Swing traders are coming off their position. Option traders are coming off their positions. Short sellers, they shorten the market, putting everybody on the downside. Everybody in the inverse ETFs, everybody in the puts, everybody in the on condors, everybody, more people are selling. Right. You have a sort of thing. Sell, 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 sell. Everybody is selling. Right. Because they're looking at what's going on in the economy. They're looking at what is on the agenda. Now, within that environment, within that environment. You will have bear market rallies, which means inside of the bear market, there's a rally there. Are, there are, there are certain indicators, a certain news that goes on that make people become sellers, right? So, our job is when we see that news or when we see certain indicators, we say, oh, boom, this is it. This is what I see right here. This is good, right? And the thing is, everybody does it at once. So, what is something that can lead up to this? Let's talk about it, right? Because I want y'all to get this. This is important. Like, I like to go deep down, right? So, We look for some, we look for highlights because everybody's looking for a highlight, a reason to be optimistic, right? Nobody wants to just be pessimistic. You want to find optimism. Why? Because the market is a what? A forward-looking mechanism. Remember, we talked about that. See, I'm going to bring y'all back. The market is a what? Forward-looking mechanism. Right? So, people covering their short. how do they cover their short? Trap? Well, if people are already placing puts, placing puts, and then they get a CPI index that comes out. And the CPI, because everybody is pessimistic, when the CPI numbers don't come out as bad as they thought they were going to be, it gives a form of optimism. When you get a form of optimism, what do you do? Hmm, it's not that bad. Let me buy. Right? If I think it's bad, I'm going to sell. When I see some optimism, I say, what am I going to do? Let me buy. So when a lot of people feel optimistic, they buy. They still got their shorts in because they understand what type of market we're in, what if the economy is when what's the temperature, what's the heat check we're in. But what they do is they say, yo, Here's a, here's a reason to be optimistic. Hmm, the CPI is not that bad. Hmm. Earnings aren't as bad as we thought. Let's, let's be optimistic. And so, when people become optimistic, they do what? Buy. They cover the shorts. They still got their shorts in, but they cover the shorts. And because they cover their shorts, now we get green days. this one i need a goddamn thing i'm gonna hit it anyway man tattoo it tighten up man tattoo to tighten up in the chat You yeah today tighten up man <laughs> all right man let's go man let's go man let's look at the 10 industries and how these industries perform um so we can see so we got consumer discretionary we got consumer Was Everybody, this was up today, man. Energy was up today. Uh, financials was up today. Healthcare was up today. Industrials, one of my favorite industries, it was up today. Uh, materials was up today. Real estate was up today. Information technology didn't get the bang like everybody thought it was going to get. Communication services and uh utilities were up today, man. So that was pretty good. Not bad. Um, and the one thing I do like to see is I, I like to pay attention. Like, even in a day-to-day, I like to pay attention to what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I keep trying to... Uh, I, I always like to to, to tap in and, and see how the market is moving. I appreciate you, Queen, for the super chat, right? Um, yeah, man, I keep trying to press the button. You know, it's in me to just press the button and to toot him out on his game. So we gotta tell Tootie tighten up. We gotta to tell Tootie tighten up, Tootie. All right, man. So uh, let's go on to the next format. So we're gonna look at our 30 worst performers in the Nas deck, y'all. Let's 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 look at that. So, and we talking about for September because you know not that all the information is in for September. I want us to look at it, right? So. Top three worst performers in the NASDAQ was Zoom, Charter, and Okada. Now, I'm gonna say this about Zoom. Kathy Woods says that Zoom and Microsoft are the new way, she called it industry communication. Right? She called it, she called it industry communication. Um, saying that it's not a stay-at-home, but it's the way that industries will now communicate with their employees. Now, I don't think that's bad, but what I feel is that once you get a company like... So, you can't have a one-trick pony. Let's just put it like that. I will tell everybody right now. I will tell everybody right now, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I stand on this. Do not invest in a company that only does one thing. Do not invest in a company that only does one thing. Zoom only does one thing. Zoom only does one thing. Right? You cannot be a great company if you only do one thing. I want you to look at all the great companies in the world. They they are multifaceted. Oh, that's a good word. That is a good word. That is a good word, Trap. That is a good... Jose, that is a good word. Jose, make sure you use that in one of my clips. Multifaceted. Woo, that's it. Even Dave had to laugh at Dallas. Dave is laughing, y'all. Dave is laughing. That is a good word. That is a good word. Multifaceted. Woo, 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 And I know how to spell it. All right, but check it. Zoom only does one thing good. So if I'm a company and I'm like, all right, Microsoft does more than one thing good. Microsoft does more than one thing good. Right? Microsoft does more than... So, when I'm looking at Zoom, like, today somebody had a meeting and was like, yo, I'm going to just send you a Teams, Microsoft Teams. I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. Let me, let me stop for a second right quick. Um, let, me, let me congratulate my daughter. I want to congratulate my daughter for a second. And here's why. Here's why I want to congratulate her. Um, the other day... Hey, beautiful. So the other day, my daughter, um, you know, she's from New Orleans, man. So she, 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 she a, she, a little bossy. She, she a little bossy, right? She's a little bossy. So I, I went to talk to the teacher because uh, they had a parent conference meeting. So I'm talking to y'all about parenting right now. I hope y'all don't mind, All right? So I'm talking to the teacher, and the teacher said, "Listen." You know, the the they give the grades, but everything math, reading, all that, it goes from one, two, three, and then three plus. Right? It's one, two, three, and three plus. So my daughter had a bunch of threes on the paper, so she was doing good, right? But she had a one in word problems with math, right? And so, but she had threes on the other ones. Now I took I took fault for that because. Every time we're working at home, I don't do the word problems. I do the numbers. I make sure she got the numbers. I make sure she do the numbers. So we, we, we doing, you know, I gotta make sure that she, look at two of them a day. You dig? <laughs> I gotta make sure you know how to count that money. You dig? So we, we focus on the numbers. Um, so we focus on the numbers when we do that. And that's cool. But, I usually skip the word problems, right? And that's that I took I I told you, I said, that's my fault. We do the reading, but I skip the word problem. That's my fault. Um and the but the next thing my daughter had was she didn't play well with others. Right? She didn't play well with others. And well her thing was when she because I always tell her you're a leader, not a follower, right? I always tell her she's a, a leader, not a follower. So one of the things she does in school is. She goes in as a leader. And then when the teacher don't, when the, when the people in the group ain't working the way she wanna work, she's like, nah, I don't wanna do it no more. And I say, hey, we okay, let's talk about it. Right? Let's let's get it together. Um and then the other thing was just behavior, right? She just, the behavior wasn't it. She was, she was at the teacher with the, the power struggle. She said it's like a power struggle with her. You know what I'm saying? She I tell her to do something, and her skill set is not the problem. It's she wants to do it her way. So I said, all right, cool. All right. So I, I said, OK, so boom. Me and her mom, we did something dope. I went to her mom. I said, OK, look, here's the issue. Right. I sit down. Let's talk to her because I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a, a beating or a whooping father. right? I got enough ass whoopings for 10 children. right? right. I'm just keep it real. And that it don't work. I don't believe it works. It's just me. I believe that the reason why we whoop our kids is because we lack communication. We never had nobody to communicate to us and so we don't know the different mechanisms and the different things to, to 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 actually communicate with them and then we expect them, we expect to tell them something one time and then they get it right the first time. But I had to ask myself, how many times have I told myself one time and I got it right? How many times have my mentor told me something one time and I got it right? It took me a couple times. Right? So, Me and her mama did something yesterday. We just got it. I went to her mama's house and I said, listen, you know, we talked to her. So first I talked to her. Uh, I talked to her. I was like, listen, check this out. You're very brilliant. You're a leader. You're smart. You're intelligent. But what we got to do is we got to get the respect thing in. Right? I said, you're not the authoritative figure in the classroom. Right? The teacher is. I say, now here's the thing. We're not going to challenge the teacher physically. If you have an issue with something the teacher's saying, let's raise our hand, let's do it respectfully. Right? I say, so if the teacher tells us not to talk while she's teaching, then if we talk and while she's teaching, not only are we disrespecting the teacher we're disrespecting the students who's trying to learn and we're disrespecting ourselves. And if you're disrespecting yourself, you're also disrespecting me and your mom. I say, so you see that triangle effect. I say, do you want to disrespect me and your mom? She says, no, I don't want to do that, daddy. I say, do you want to disrespect the teacher? She said, no, I want to do that, daddy. I say, do you want to disrespect your your fellow classmates? She said, no. I said, but most importantly, do you want to disrespect yourself? She said, no, dad, I don't want to do that. I said, oh, cool. I said, so what's the issue? So one of the things I started doing with my daughter was actually helping her. If you feel a certain way, let's write out how you feel. So I bought her a notebook, a journal, and I said, you write out how you feel. Write out how you feel because I feel like sometimes you may can't talk to your daddy about it. Sometimes you may not be able to talk to your mama about it, but you may be able to express it on paper. And if you express it on paper and then give it to that, hey, daddy, this is how I feel right now. Let me see it. Okay, boom. Let's talk about it. Right. So that I saw that started working with her. And so me and her talked about it. So the same issues that she had in class, what I did was I said, okay, cool. We sat down and we read. We read out some math problem. We read out the word problem. She read it out. I said, take your time. I said, here's the problem. The, one of the reasons why you can't get this right is because if you're talking to the teacher, you can't listen to the explanation she's giving you. And if you can't listen to the explanation she gives you when she walks away, now you don't know what's on the paper. And so now because you don't know what's on the paper, you're going to do one or two things. You're going to talk or you're not going to do nothing at all. I said, am I right or am I wrong? She said, you're right, dad. I said, so what's the problem here? She said, Dad, I got to stop talking when the teacher talk." I said, boom, we got it. We got it. I said, if we can do that first. We got it. We going to win. I said, Oh, you a winner? She said, I am a winner. I said, oh, win it. She said, I said, Oh, you a winner? She said, I'm a winner, Daddy. I said, all right, cool. So we go through the word problem. Boom, 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 boom. She knocked the word problems out. She, she knocked the word problems out. Now, I'm not expecting her to be a genius. So here's the next thing I tell her. Listen, it's okay to make mistakes. I said, that's why you got a teacher, that's why you got a mother, that's why you got a father. If you make a mistake, that's cool. You come to us, we can help you with the mistake. The problem is quitting or through your frustration, you lash out. I said, so if you have a problem, we raise our hand, right? She said, cool, boom. We go through the motions, boom. They say she had a problem with comprehension and then applying it. So I didn't tell her that. I said, listen, let's read the story. Read the story out. I said, okay, cool. For every, you know, they ask the questions inside of the thing. So she's answering the questions. So now when she gets to this question, she say, I don't know, daddy. I said, listen, before you say I don't know something, here's what I want you to do. I want you to read the question and I want you to go back inside the story. She said, huh? I can do that. I said, yes, you can. I said, read the question because if they're asking you a question, that means the answer is somewhere inside of the story. So let's read the question if we don't know it off top of our head, let's go back in the story and ask it again. Boom. She read it. Right? Right? She see that. Boom. Then after that, boom, we go through it, whew, run through the thing, right? So we we're taking our time with her. Here's what happens today. Today. So look what I said. I said, now look. Look on this paper. Look at all, look at the three things that the teacher says you weren't doing well. Here's the 15 things that you do amazing. We love these things. You're a leader. You do group participation. Boom, 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 boom. The only thing was you weren't paying attention. I said, check it out. Boom, we went through it. I said, look what everything you just did right now. Everything you did right with me me right here, you could do it in the classroom. I said, but the only thing we got to do is what? She said, pay attention. I said, boom, there we go. She comes home today, she said, Daddy. I said, what's up, baby? She said, man, I had an amazing day. And I knew she had an amazing day today because she got in the car and she took her folder out because she wanted me to read a goddamn note. I read the note, the teacher says, man, Mr. Howard, Leah had an amazing day today at class. She had a great attitude. She was respectful. She raised her hand. We, We weren't challenging one another. Thank you. I say, it's not a problem. So I'm telling all parents this. If we take our time, and I'm still learning, we take our time with our kids, man, your kid is brilliant. But what happens is we got to get the brilliance out of them. It don't happen one day. It happens in time. It doesn't happen overnight. Our grown ass is still messing up. Our grown ass is still making mistakes that somebody told us 10 years ago not to make. It happens, right? So we can't expect them to do the same thing. Now, she is brilliant, she is phenomenal. She has so much personality. She is the greatest joy I could have ever had in my life. What happens is we have to learn how to parent. And some of the ways that we were parents here were wrong. So, I just wanted to say that because I talked about teams and my daughter had Microsoft Teams. I apologize, my bad. All right, cool. Let's go into the 30 best performances, right? Uh, three, I mean, I'm not 30. Let's go into some of these best performances, right? So, we had Ross... Pay for less. Tesla, right? Airbnb and PayPal. Now, here's what I will say about PayPal. Now, here's what I will say about this about PayPal. I'm gonna say this and 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 I'm gonna say this. I still love PayPal over Square, but I will say I'm getting my butt whipped in PayPal. Right? I am getting my butt whipped in PayPal. Um, I bought it at a discount, which is at 120, which is what my triple beam said. And then it went down and a triple beam said it again it was worth uh, 75, 65. But I had, when I got, it got to 120, it got to 85. I bought more at 85 and then I was able to bring my cost basis down. Um, but I will say this, PayPal is up 23% in the month of September. So let me give a little explanation about how I feel about PayPal, why I love it, and I will say my mistakes because I'm built like that, right? I still am a huge fan of I still am a, I took a $100,000 loss on a PayPal options contract. I will say that. Um, But I have actually made myself and my students money otherwise. Um, But I took a loss on PayPal with the options contract. But in my position in my long term, um, I still hold it. I still own it. And I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, PayPal is up 23% just from the month of September. Um, The stock is a 97, has a $97 billion market cap. Here's what we saw with PayPal. the accelerated growth and profitability. Profitability grew, acceleration grew. They have the best balance sheet in the FinTech space. I'll say that again. It has the best balance sheet in the FinTech space, right? It increased margin transactions. It did a $15 billion buyback, right? Now, watch this. It has more active accounts than any other platform inside of the fintech space, right? It has 492 million accounts. It is ranked 17 amongst most actively held stocks by hedge funds. Right. Their new reward program combines cash rewards to shoppers. Right. It helped improve their balance sheet and their customer loyalty. Right. So I 100 percent love the idea of this brand moving forward. It is up 23 percent in September. 100 percent is up 23 percent in September. For September, it went up 23 percent. It went, you know, it got down to $71, $68, 71, 68, something like that. Um, and it, it it came back because what they did was they changed. So PayPal's story was they stopped recruiting new customers and they started working on just improving the points, the rewards, the the loyalty between active consumers. Because the number one rule in business is it's easier to con it's easier to keep a it's easier to keep a customer that's already there than to go out and get a new customer. So it's one of the number one, the number one the top five rules in business, right? So PayPal said, okay, what we're going to do is work on, we're going to work on um, giving our active accounts better experience with the platform. Um, I wasn't tripping on, you know, that loss because the one thing about playing a game is Yes, I did lose $100,000 on that option plate. Actually, like hundred and five dollars on that option play. But I've had I've a had hundred and something thousand dollar day before in the market. Um, you know, that comes with the game. Um, and you, you still learn, you keep growing. It happens. All right, I was okay with it. We'll be moving on. Um, but what I cannot deny is, you know, the stock was, the stock is down currently uh, fifty. 62% on a year, um, and it has new competition from Apple Pay, Visa, and MasterCard. Um, but what PayPal does focus on, what I love is they focus on business accounts, right? Business account. Uh, business accounts, and they're growing that, so that's amazing. But here's what I want to talk about. This is what I want to talk about. When we look at that and we look at Square. So I look at Square and I say, OK, you know, I personally don't like the company's balance sheet at all. Um, and even though cash at what's its bell cow, what I did realize was Zelle came, took that spot from them. So we talk about that. We talk about Zelle. So Zelle is owned by these seven banks, Bank of America, Capital One, J.P. Morgan, um, PNC, Truist, U.S. Bank and Wells Fargo. These companies together came together and um, I forgot the company that owns the brand. I can't think of on top of my head, but they came together and created this union of Zelle. Right. And so now Zelle became the largest peer to peer digital payment network to date with over 500 billion transactions used by over twelve hundred financial um, financial uh, institutions that use uh, in that Zelle uh, ecosystem. Right. It's the largest peer to peer network to date. Um, uh, and, and, And so. And I'm saying that because when I look at Cash App, you know, we like, yo, Cash App, Cash App, Cash App. That was 100 percent the bell cow for Square. But now Zelle, because of the now seven companies that use it and you can Zelle across different networks. So if I'm in, if I'm in, if I got Chase and you got Wells Fargo or one of these, I can still Zelle you. You feel what I'm saying? I can still Zelle you. I can go chase the chase. I can still sell you your money. So Zell became, it took that number one spot again as the largest peer-to-peer network to date. And so now I ask myself, um, I ask myself now, again, it's just me. Yes, yes, Square has, uh, you know, some growth in it. Um, Again, I did pick PayPal early in the year to outperform Square. They both have taken the ass whooping like crazy. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm in it. It's, it is a five-year play for me. But what I will say is if I am wrong, I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong. I believe in the company, this recession. I called in the beginning of the year, my first post of the year. I said, I like PayPal. Um, to outperform Square, but I also said on my first post of the year, January with one, I say that this will be a year where we see economic downturn. This is my first post of the year, but I am getting, my, I, I had to average into it. I got in at 120 PayPal. I had to, um, I had to average into it again at 85. Uh, so I'm kind of in that space right there with it. Um, it is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. But I, I, I will say that I still love fintech. Um, I do believe on the backside of this, I do believe because if we one thing we cannot deny is the way that we use money is changing, right? When you talk about even when you talk about the PayPal, the Squares, the Cash apps, when we talk about the Apple Pay, when we talk about Apple with um, Apple with um, Goldman Sachs, when we talk about Klarna, when we talk about Stripe, when we talk about um, you know all these different ways being able to get a mortgage, um, being able to get a mortgage through an app, being able to get your car through an app. We talk about um, being able to pay debt through an app. We talk about companies like Bill.com, which was another company I talked about that's killing it, right? We talk about so many different ways that we are transforming how we're using money. I'm still a heavy believer in fintech. I actually bought more PayPal, Uh, Later on, so I just believe in it. I believe PayPal will 100% change the dynamics of how we use money. Um, I believe I don't I'm not the person that says cash is dead because cash. You know, people say we're not going to use cash. Well, it still has to have monetary value. Um, But what I will say is I believe that in three to five years that PayPal, not PayPal, that Fintech will 100% be the face of banking. Um, and you're going to see a lot of banking systems collaborate and find ways to get into that um, fintech space. So I'm still firm believing it. I live it. I live it. I love it. All right, so let's get into another one, man. How y'all feeling tonight, man? How we feeling? How we feeling? How we feeling? Energy still good? I see that thing climbing. Let's see if we can get to 2,000 people, man. Let's see if we can get to 2,000 people, man. Let's go. Let's go. All right, so we're talking about, again, we're talking about Constellation Brands, which is not a bad brand. Um, We're talking about Biogen. Dave, how you say this word again? Mercado Libre. It is the South American Amazon. Now, I have said this in the beginning. This is a company I definitely want to own. This is a company I definitely want to own. Ticket Summit M E L I. This is an amazing company. It is is 100% not Amazon, eBay. It is the eBay of Latin America. It is an amazing company. Great management. It is amazing. It is amazing company, um, and also, man, let's talk about Netflix. Netflix punished earnings today. Netflix is up thirty some percent, and since last quarter, ever since Netflix said, "Yo, we will drop, we will add the ad, we will add an ad revenue system to our game plan," it changed the game plan for Netflix, man, one hundred percent. Um, Netflix ain't dead, right? Netflix expected. Um, beat ex- exceeded expectations all across the board and then they added 2.4 million new subscribers. Where that came from? Where that came from? Is they cook? I don't know if they're cooking the books or not, man. Right? So, Netflix was expected to earn two thousand thirteen cents a share. Netflix blew it out the park. They added $3 and they earned $3.10 a share. That was crazy. Revenue also increased They was expected to make like 7.8 billion. They came in at 7.9 billion. Right? Um, But watch this, watch this, watch this. Expected paid net subscribers. In addition, 2.4 million paid subscribers. Listen, that puts them around somewhere about 220-something million subscribers. That makes them number one in the game. It makes them number one in the game. And I'm trying to ask myself this. I'm going to be real, Jose. I want to ask myself this question. Did they become number one again because everybody was just talking about Jeffrey Dahmer? Like, Jeffrey Dahmer was a hot topic all September. So, like, did they hit us with that? You remember how, like, week, like, that album was good, but that, hold on, wait a minute. Y'all know that was finished? Like, that was a banger. It's still a banger. It was a classic. So I'm asking myself right now, did this happen because everybody was so hyped around Jeffrey Dahmer, it was trending so much. Remember, all you take is one good show and everybody gonna flock back over there. You feel me? It takes like one good show and we gonna rush. I didn't watch it because I remember being young hand about that, sh- and that shit was sick. It was demented, and I do not want no parts of that. I don't know why people felt the urge to want to watch that, but I ain't mad at it right, but I think they're dropping the Marilyn Monroe show too. So I think they've come out with like some back-to-back bangers to make you say, wait. And then they drop the price. So they got the ad, the ad price is $7.99, which now makes them cheap. Remember that $20. So now they drop the seven, you know, so it made people say, maybe, maybe I'll spend seven. I'll spend, now you know how we get I'll spin the seven, and after that, I'm canceling the thing. <laughs> you feel me? I'm going to spin the seven, and then I'm going to cancel it and get the... <laughs> but they hit you with the series. So now you've baked in, and all they got to do now is hit you with one more. Boom. Now, they did say they're about to stop people from binge-watching. They did say they about to stop people from binge-watching. You feel me? So I'm not mad. It is winter coming. It's, I want to asking in the chat. It's vegan chili and chill season. <laughs> hey, it's vegan chili and chill season, bro. You feel me? Can we snuggle with the vegan chili? Jose, can the people snuggle with the vegan chili? Can the people snuggle with the vegan chili? They can snuggle with the vegan chili, Jose. Vegan chili, snuggle, and you know what I'm saying? They can, eh, eh, eh. As long as you ain't eating the vegan oxtails, we all right. You right. All right, Ash, I see your love. Alright, so <laughs> can we vegan, chilly, and chill? You feel know I mean? Alright, so Netflix, man, but I'm not gonna lie, like I I'm here's what I believe, y'all, and I'm going keep it real. Again, I'm i I will be I will be the first to say that I don't think that Netflix will get to that 700 price tag no time soon. But I will say somebody like Mark Zuckerberg, somebody like Reed Hastings, you can't count those guys out. You can't count. This This guy put Blockbuster out of business, yo. Right. I don't think you can count them out. But what I will say is it takes some time. Like, think about this. If I'm in a fight and you hit me with a good lick. boom! it may take me two rounds to recover because I'm reacting in real time. You know what I'm saying? It's easy for you to be on the sideline talking about he out of it. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, yo, they not gonna get back to seven. I don't see them getting back to the 700. But what I I did say, you can't count Reed Hastings out. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't think they gonna get... I don't think they'll get back to the 700. I don't think they'll get back to that 700. I don't think... I think now the competition is too thick. There's too many options the average consumer will have three channels. Will you be one? Now, here's the thing that I do. People don't like... People do not like ads. You, you hit the button. I get on... You hit the button. So, the $7.99 price is cool, but at what point do people say, I'm not paying $7.99 for these ads? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the dough about it. After the $7.99... Do you unsubscribe or, or do you upgrade? That's the challenge. Put it in the chat for me right quick. Do you, do you unsubscribe for the $7.99 or do you upgrade? Put that in the chat for me. me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Do you unsubscribe? Do you get tired? Because you're going to get tired of the ads. Right? <laughs> you're going to get tired of the ads. So, do you... Somebody say, create a new email. Say that's black people for you. That's the shit I be talking about right there. That's the shit talking about right there. Mug got 15 emails. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, do we unsubscribe... Or do we upgrade? Or do we create another email? Stop creating other emails, man. Stop doing that, man. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I did that before in my life, too. I ain't gonna like I ain't never did it. Listen, you do what you got to do, but you got to do it in the wild words of my dog, Juvie. You feel me? <laughs> All right, man. Let's move forward, man. Let's go, y'all. So, uh, a company I like, Goldman Sachs. Um, Goldman Sachs came in today, man. They talked about um, splitting the business down into three segments. But here's the thing. Goldman Sachs did beat earnings, right? Uh, they beat earnings. The financial sector is kind of on fire right now. The financial sector is actually leading the market right now. The financial sector is like pushing the market right now. One hundred percent, the financial sector is pushing the market right now. Here's the thing, right? Earnest beat by eight dollars and twenty-five cents a share. They was expected to make seven dollars and forty-seven cents a share, right? They surpassed earnings by ten percent, right? They had a revenue beat of eleven point nine billion dollars. They was expected to make eleven point four. But even with those beats, watch this. Profits did fall by 43%. Let's talk about it. Why did they still beat and profits fell? Well, because Goldman Sachs is a what? Investment bank. Remember, we did the class Saturday talking about invest about the banking industry. Understanding what is the bank's core product for Goldman Sachs, it is investment banking, right? So investment banking is down. Investment banking is down, IPOs down, they down, right? But they will split the business up into three businesses. Global Banking and Markets, Wealth and Asset Management, and watch this, Platform Solutions focused on FinTech. Focused on FinTech. Remember, they got the deal with Apple. They're going to come out with better FinTech. That's why I'm talking to you all about FinTech. Like, financial technology 100% is a thing, y'all. I'm going to stand on that, man. I'm going to stand. Right now, it ain't happening because of what's going on, but, man, financial technology... Man, watch. Just watch. All right, man, let's go, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. <laughs> right? So, let's talk about the CPI index because people hear about it and we don't really know what it is. So, what I want to do is I want to break it down, right? The CPI index is the Consumer Price Index, right? The index uses, right, uh, the, it, it tracks these eight, so they have about 200 subcategories but these are the main eight sectors that it tracks, right? And it tracks, uh, inflation, cost of living in every country, right? So it's like a basket of goods and services. And the CPI index does is it tracks how the price changed in these, in these eight over time, right? So the suma, the Summa, the Summa price index, right? CPI, right? It's going to track how this portion of goods and services has changed in price over a certain amount of time, right? Over a certain amount of time, right? So, we talked about housing, clothing, transportation, education, goods and services, recreation, medical care, and food and beverages, right? The eight major groups of the Consumer Price Index, Right, so in case you didn't know what that was, here it is. Let's look at the graphic right here. Right, so you can see, and it'll pop up on the screen, right? Shout out to my man, shout out to my guys, man. Like, we make sure we give y'all high quality, man. Like, I don't care who it is, and I'm keeping it real, nobody don't give you this quality. Nobody don't give you this kind of quality week in and week out, man. Hey, hey, we gonna chop the tree one week at a time, man. <laughs> I'm like lumberjack. We're going to chop the tree one at a time, man. Hey, do me a favor right quick, y'all. Like and subscribe, right? Let's get the likes up. 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 But also, man, each and every Thursday, this episode will be on all your streaming platforms each and every Thursday at 5 p.m. But check it out. You don't got to wait till Thursday because I know you ain't took the other clips that we done broke because we take every Thursday once we put the episode out Friday we give you a segment Saturday we give you a segment Sunday we give you a segment Monday we give you a segment and then we let you rest on too because we gonna come give it to you live so do me a favor man everybody man tonight go download go to Apple go to Google go to Spotify go download something and listen to it man you hear me do that for me man we breaking the breakdown of all dimes man you know what I'm saying we take 36 O's, we break that thing down man not just the dime, but we give you twenty five dollar slabs. You see me? We put on a triple B. You feel me? <laughs> All right, I'll stop. All right, so let's go. But I want to talk about something too inside of that. Um, I want to show you how everything increased over time. So let's let's go to this next one right quick. Boom. Let's show you how U.S. inflation has increased over time. So fuel and oil is up fifty eight point one percent. Utilities are up 33%. Gas is up 18%. Electricity is up 15%. Transportation is up 15%. Food is up 13%. Cars up 9%. Restaurant eating out up 8.5%. Used cars up 7.2%. Shelter is up 6%. Now here's the dope part about it. Watch this. All of these things are necessities. All of these things are necessities. The the average American, the average American spends 70% of their check on shelter, food, and gas. Shelter, food, gas. But inside a shelter, we got to add utilities. So listen to this. Shelter's up 6%. So whatever you're paying for rent is up six percent. Whenever you pay for rent, your rent rent prices are up six percent. Right? Food is up 13%. We can't, I don't care if you're vegan, not vegan, pescatarian, I don't care pork, beef, I don't care if you're on a heavy red meat diet, I don't care if you're on a juice diet, vegetables is up too. Eating clean is already high, it's higher. You feel what I'm saying? When pork is up, you know we got a problem. When the pig is up, you know we got a problem. You know what I mean? You know we got a problem. You feel me? So, shelter is up, food is up, watch this, gasoline is up. These are the big three. And then we talk about utilities up 33%. 33% charger it's up 33% right so if these things are up then we already know that when we are looking at your check now more of your check just got eaten away so here's the question I want to ask you here's the check I want to ask you (laughs) buy pork bellies Mortimer and Randolph right trading places right here's the thing this is why the check is being eaten up this is why watch this y'all I'm going to keep it real. This is why you need to not only learn your job is one thing. Your job is one thing. But you need to learn how to invest. You need to have at least three skill sets. Like if you got a job, you need to at least learn how to trade and invest in the market and at least have some type of business or something on the side. Right? You need to learn these three things. Because here's the thing, yo, just just looking at the price of everything right here, every month, if you, every month, you're going to have more month left than money. Dior. Mm -mm, mm Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Every month, you're going to have more month left than money. Every month, you're going to have more month left than money. And we cannot look for the government to save us. We cannot look for the government to save us. There's no such thing as job security. So here's what I want y'all to do, y'all. I'm going to keep it real. Some of the subscriptions that you have, I need you to cut them. Some of the unnecessary things you're doing with your money, like, I need you to cut that. Like, right now, we are in such a serious time, y'all. We're in such a serious time. And I keep telling y'all over and over again, the recession doesn't affect the people at the top, it affects, it affects the people in the bottom and the middle class. Never have we been in a time where we have so many people that's giving out so much information. So we need to, I don't care if it ain't me. I'm going to keep it real. It don't got to be me. It don't got to be trap. But I need you to understand, like, right now, more than ever, every dollar counts. I know some of y'all looking at it like, man, that little $4 ain't going to help. That little $4 not going to hurt me. That little $7 not going to hurt me. That little $10 not going to hurt me. If it's not adding value to you or your life, you need to cut it. You watch too much TV anyway. You can get on YouTube and watch us for free. If it's not adding to your bank account, your investment account, or your knowledge account, you need to cut it. Some people done binge watch Jeffrey Dahmer, but say trap while your episode be two hours. But you done binge watch Jeffrey Dahmer. You don't watch eight episodes in three days. But trap, why you why your episode two hours long? You done binge watch P Valley. But you don't got time to sit down and read a book. You on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook every day asking, yo, what's a good series I can binge watch? What's a good series on Netflix, y'all? What's a good series? Then you go from Netflix to Amazon to Hulu to Disney to scrolling the TV. Every You're you going from show to show. But you can't sit here for two hours and watch Trap just come off top of the head. You can't watch the other shows that's feeding you. You can't read a book. You don't want to watch a documentary. That's that's, that's too much like right. Trap, I don't got time to research a company, but you can scroll Instagram. This is the thing right here. You do this. You get lost in this for 20, 30 minutes. Damn, my bad. I'm scrolling the teeth. wow. That's 30 minutes you could have been reading a book. That's 30 minutes you could have been looking at an old episode of Travis Tuesdays. That's 20, 30 minutes you could have been listening to a podcast. That's 20, 30 minutes you could have been inside of the Travis Anonymous community looking at an old live from the kitchen. On Thursday, you could have been looking at the book club. So it's not that you don't have the time, it's being able to say what do you do with your time? When I unfollow everybody right now on my Instagram, you go to my Instagram, I follow T.D. Jakes, a woman that talks about parenting and about nine fitness people and two juicing people. You know why? Because that's why I'm at in my life. So when I get on Instagram, I want to hear T.D. Jakes talk to me about what T.D. Jakes got to talk to me about. I want to see the man talk to me about juices so I can get myself all the way right, how I need to get right. And I want to see different exercises from the workout people. I don't even got to scroll that long. I get I, bet. I don't even got to go on there. So we sitting here, we looking at all that is going up and we ask ourselves, yo, cut some of the stuff. I challenge each and every one of y'all from now to the end of the year. To look at your personal balance sheet and cut what you need to cut. Some of my fellas, bro, y'all watch football all day on Sunday. You watch the pregame early from 11. Well, and even from from the pregame on Fox Sports, you switch from Fox Sports to the Red Zone to ABC or CNBC. You watching it from 11 o'clock in the morning all the way to the Sunday night game. You don't watch every football game and you on FanDuel and you on DraftKings and you switching to ESPN all day. You got the sofa on lock. Your girl can't get nothing out of you. Babe, you know I'm watching football. Come on, baby. I'm watching football. Man, she tripping, man. Bro, you about to make me miss the play. Come on, baby. All day. Sunday, whole day, gone. Whole day. Whole day, Sunday. Wife can't ask you nothing. Girl can't ask you nothing. And I'm not saying don't watch none. I'm saying, bro, watch one game. Cool. You don't watch every game. You don't watch the morning game, the middle game, and the night game. Then you don't watch the recap at night of all the games. You don't watch all the highlights. You don't watch all the talk shows. You don't watch everything. You don't watch it in the morning. They told you what they were looking for. You don't watch it all the evening games. You don't watch the night game. And you don't watch the last Segment for the last hour where they recap the night games, and you did the same thing said for college football. What you saying? Now, it's not the time. One of the things I like what Jim Jones says was he said he said like. You know, right now, you know it ain't Chanel bags every month. Right now, we grinding. But when it bags popping, it's Chanel bags every month. Well, I'm saying this. Now is not the time. Now is the time to be in the trenches. Now is the time to be sitting down with your girl like, babe, check this out. Look, I'm going to watch one game. I'm going to pick a game. I'm going to watch that game, babe. But look, the rest of the day, man, let's map out what we're doing. Let's map out what we can say. Let's map out what we can say. Let's map out these expenses. Let's see how we can help each other. Right, ladies, I'ma just keep it real, right? You watching all the other shows. Love and hip hop, uh, basketball Wives, You watching, you know, you're on TikTok creating the dances. You know what I'm saying? You doing it all. You're second your third traps, right? You in a group chat talking about nonsense. Right? You you the one been watching all the shows. Right? I ain't saying stop, don't get one show. All right, I watched my one show for the day. Babe, all right, look. Well, look, right now it's serious. Right now we sit. Right now, babe, we can write really triple our network if we cut back on some things and we go together. I'm going to tell you, you can test your relationship right now. You can test the, 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 the emotional and financial fortitude of your relationship. You can see right now if y'all better than just some good sex. Right now, you can see how good y'all are at how well y'all are having conversations about money. Because everybody knows the recession, but we acting like it ain't up. Ain't no recession. No, okay. We got money. Right, we acting like we ain't, we ain't addressing the idea that all this stuff ain't up. We ain't addressing the idea that fuel is up 58%, utilities up 33%, gas up 18%, electricity up 15%, transportation's up 14%, food up 13%, cars up 9%, restaurants up, all you Root Chris Steakhouse people, I eat at fine restaurant, they up 9%, used calls up at 7 point, and shelter is up. So if all these things up and we ain't having this conversation more than we doing them, that's an issue within the relationship. That's my big. I love him. I love her. That's my girl. But we ain't talking about money. Man, you is a liability to me. If we understand the magnitude of the time we in right now and we ain't having this conversation, you a liability to me. If you ain't had the conversation with me or if I ain't had the conversation to you, we ain't addressed this in the last eight months, all we keep saying is, man, that shit high. You a liability to me, I'm a liability to you. We need to go our separate ways because somebody need to take what's going on in this world serious. And evidently, I ain't taking it serious enough for you and you ain't taking it serious enough for me. All we doing is keeping each other down and not every day we complain about shit being too high. But ain't none of us making an adjustment need to be made to make sure we can win. This is how you test a relationship. You're stress testing right now. you stress stress testing right now. You know why? Because 75% of relationships break up due to money issues. You know why they're breaking up due to money issues? Because nobody never want to talk about money. You want to call me broke, I'm calling you broke, but ain't none of us sitting down saying, how do we get our broke asses together and become wealthy? How do we do it? How do we fix it? How do we fix it? Trying to take it serious. How do you change the game, yo? This is serious. This is serious. And what happens is the financial frustration show up in everywhere else. Now you whipping on your children. Now you agitated. Like what happens is now the checks ain't coming in how you wanted to come in. The overtime ain't coming in how you wanted to come in. And so now what happens is you frustrated with your children. You frustrated with your spouse. But nobody ain't really saying what they're frustrated about. But what happens is the stuff starting to pile up on top of each other. And now it's a big explosion when it happens. Now you whipping your children too hard. Now you calling somebody out their name. You in situations you don't want supposed to be in because you pounding stuff on top of each other and now what happens is it implodes. Not explode, but it implodes. It happens from within. And when it happens from within, you don't know who you hurt on the outside. I ain't going to pound on it too much, Mo. All right, so let's talk about the SPR. One thing I want to talk about that, so we're talking about fuel, right? It's the Strategic Petroleum Reserves. Right? The strategic petroleum reserve. So, America has about, uh, I think they have the largest reserves on the side. I think they have somewhere about 85 billion gallons of oil on the side. Somebody go, uh, not billion, I'm sorry, million. I'm sorry, not billion, million. Um, go look at that. It's the SPR index. So, one of the things that Joe Biden wants to do right now, he did it before. Um, he wants to put out, I want to say a million... Um, barrels of oil a day. So he did it last time and knocked off 25% off your gas. Go so Look up the SPR, right, strategic petroleum reserves, right? Strategic petroleum reserves. Go look that up. Um, it's, you're going to see it. And so what happens is these are for like emergency times, right? I want to say America has the largest I want to say America has the largest reserve. Now, here's the thing, though, what people don't know. When Joe Biden went to, how many remember when Joe Biden went to Saudi Arabia a couple months ago? Um, So the four biggest people with oil is Saudi Arabia, not in this order: Saudi Arabia, Iran, Canada, and Russia. Saudi Arabia, Iran, Canada, and Russia. So we know we can't rock with Russia with that. Um, so what happened is 75 percent. Thank you for that. Um, so what happened was Joe Biden went to Saudi Arabia like, look, bro, look, we got to fill, we got to fill our reserves back up because the reserves are the lowest that they've ever been in years. The lowest that they've ever been in years. Now, watch this. I'm about to give y'all some game. Man. Watch this. Watch this. Joe Biden went over there. He talked to him about filling the reserves up. They left. And then what happened? Had the OPEC meeting. Saudi Arabia says, what, man, we about to cut uh, 100, 200 barrels of oil. We ain't getting you nothing. We ain't getting you nothing. Right? Force the fist bump, boom, let's go, what's up, what's up? Then he double back said, yo, we cutting it. That was like, Whoa. That's what he went over that for. That's what he went over there for. He went over there and said, hey, yo, check this out. Our all reserves are on low. Look, help us out. Let's help us, like, like help me fill this up right quick. We ain't got no beef. Y'all ain't got no beef. Let's help this out. Let's do this. He like, all right, cool. We know it's all love. Like, the Saudis play ball. They play ball. Nah, man, we ain't doing it. Venezuela, too, but they not in the top four. Venezuela is definitely not top four. Right? But Venezuela, too. And so now what happens is Joe now has to, yep, just the cold war, 100%. So Joe now has to release some more of our oil reserves. So now it may take a little bit off of the gas because he wants to ease tension. But here's the thing, y'all, that now puts us in another... So what happens is we're in a situation where we're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You got to ride Peter to pay Paul. The air reserves have never been this low before. And so now we're going to listen to him talk about the SPR, which is the Strategic Petroleum Reserves. He's going to have a meeting about that. So let's listen to that. We need to listen to that. We need to pay attention to that. There's a meeting coming up about that. I want to say Friday. We definitely need to, um, we definitely need to like check into that, watch that, pay attention to that. Like now is the time. I'm not saying that you have to be the most prolific person in the game, but you definitely need to pay attention to what's going on. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. We trapping tonight, man. Lockheed Martin, man, right, with a high demand for weapons. They have a high demand for weapons going on right now, yo. From the F-35 firefighter and Ukraine are using the rocket launchers that's being used against Russia. Like, yo, Lockheed Martin, I own this stock. It's one of the stocks I bought during the recession. It's up like 20, 30%. um, They are backlogged for weapons third full quarter to next year and they don't got to start doing them to 24 and 25. 2024, 2025. So, Lockheed Martin is definitely locked in. They beat heavy on the earnings. They beat heavy on the revenue, right? But watch this, y'all. They have a $14 billion stock buyback. That sent the stock crazy today once they said that, Right. Um, and so, I, I listened to the CEO today. He definitely, I like Lockheed Martin. It's another boring company. This is a boring company that I like. They have a price talking about 4 10 on them. And when a company buys back stock that actually adds value to us as the shareholders, also they're a great company for a dividend. I like Lockheed Martin, man. Let's go, man. Roll that beautiful bean footage, man. All right, so check this clown out. Uh, the CEO from Nikola. Right. And so this is why I'm not like the EV space is so hard. But this clown, Trevor Milton, got found guilty of two counts of equity fraud and two counts of wire fraud. He faces up to 25 years in jail. Right. The clown actually looked at one of the things he did, man. He put the Nicola truck on top of the hill. He put the truck on the top of the hill, had somebody in the truck and filmed the truck going downhill acting like the truck worked. The dude became a billionaire overnight. Stock got up to $92. Everybody up here talking about Nickelodeon the next Tesla. They're the next Tesla. No, they not. So we gotta be calm. We gotta be, we gotta be, but he did something. Yo, check this out. He still owns stock of the company. They parted ways with him, but the company actually has to to they have 175 million dollar um, Lawsuit against them that they gotta pay for, but they did take him off the board. But he's a clown. He's a clown. He did it all for the love of money. Next week, that's Roll, man. We in the ball right now. All right, now nah, listen, man. Rolls Royce announces the first electric vehicle of their brand. They're trying to go fully electric by 2030. The car gets 230 miles if it's fully charged. It has 577 horsepower. It can go from 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds. second. They have a price tag of 400K. Yay! Come on Rolls Royce. Golly! They did it with the coupe. So, it's the coupe. Uh, actually, it has LED lights in the front of it, man. It is an amazing vehicle. Right now, they have 400 people in the United States who've already put down payments on a car. Already. 400 people have already put down payments on a car. Already, the man said the backlog is filling up fast for them. I think they want to produce about 10,000 of these, if I'm not mistaken. Um, They want to produce about 10,000 of these. Uh, So, I'm not mad at it, man. It's it's an amazing car. Um, You know, Rolls-Royce is a a dominant brand. Uh, So, it's actually going to be the most expensive car, the most expensive EV out right now. Um, is, is it going to be the most expensive EV out right now on the market. Um, it's supposed to come out next year um, with Rolls Royce's being on backlog with supply chain issues. But hey, I'm not mad at it, man. Check out, man. Let's go, man. All right, so, let's get into this right quick, man. Here's five things that I want you to understand in this market. Right, I want you to understand the rate hike in November. I want you to pay attention to that. I think we'll get 50%. I don't think we'll get 75 I think we'll get 50 Right. I don't think we'll get 75. I think we'll get 50. I want you to understand that the midterm election is important. I want you to understand that the midterm election is important. Here's why. In 2018, stocks dropped by 6.2% during the midterm election, right? The second year after a presidential term, right, follows a predictable pattern. The average stock returns in the second year of a presidential return during the second and third quarter, the stock usually dips. The stock market usually dips, right? So during that second term, during that second term, that second, I won't say term, um, the second, like, uh, the second year of the presidential term. So this is the second year. So usually that second year, uh, the market usually has a decline and then a dip in it. And usually that second, third quarter of that second year are the most harshest quarters, followed by a rebound the first quarter of the next year. That's just history, right? That's 68% of the time. The stock market usually sells off in during midterm elections, right? Historically, it sells off during midterm elections and then, you know, after that, it bounced back. So, what, all the only thing I'm saying right here is we're looking at the midterm election is important. Um, just historically, I like to follow the data. I like to see what the data does. Data isn't always 100%, right? Data is usually somewhere between 70, 68, and 80% correct, right? I always have wiggle room, but I always like to follow the data and so I can educate myself on what's going on. And my goal is to educate you each and every trapping tool. Another thing we gotta look for is quadruple winching, right? Which happens four times a year, right? We're looking for the next winching December the 16th. Right, so, quadruple winching happens on four different types of contracts. Right? It happens on stock index futures, it happens on stock index options, it happens on stock options, and single stock futures. The four different times stock index futures, stock index options, stock options, and stock options futures. I'm sorry single stock future. This is the date which contracts, options contracts expire simultaneously, right, all at once, and it can cause extreme volatility in the market, right? So, we definitely want to pay attention to that on December the 16th, quad winching. If you, if you ever took my options masterclass, you know we love quad winching because five to ten days after quad winching, as my girl Khadija said, this is where the magic happens at. (laughs) Right? Um, The next one is um, macroeconomics. We definitely need to pay attention to that, to what's going on in the economy. But to me, one of the most important things to pay attention to is the VIX. Right? And the reason why I like want us to pay attention to the VIX is because the VIX measures the market in real time within 30-day increments, right? Within 30-day increments. Why? Because the VIX consists of short-term options on the SPX, right? Which is the, the, uh, the S&P, right? So the VIX has short-term options, contracts on the SPX. Now, what you need to understand about the VIX is this. When stocks fall, the VIX goes up. When stocks fall, the VIX goes up. When stocks go up, the VIX goes down because the VIX is representing, measuring volatility, how quick stocks are. I want y'all to take y'all time and listen to me right here because there's going to be some game I'm about to give y'all. Right. This is something real game I'm about to get y'all. I'm going to say this again. Jose, make sure this is a clip. Right. So we pay attention to the VIX because the VIX measures the market in real time and in 30 day increments. Right. Remember, I told you the market is a forward looking mechanism. Right. So it consists of short term options in the XPX. Right. So when stocks fall, the VIX goes up. When the stocks go up, the VIX goes down. Now watch this. The VIX above 30 suggests that we are in high volatility, right? The VIX above 40 represents we're in a sharp recession. Now, watch this. There's a thing called the rule of 16, right? There's a thing called the rule of 16. If you divide the daily VIX by 16, this is the suggested movement in the market, right, that is going to happen next, right? Now, think about this why the number 16 so 16 is the square root of the number of trading days in a year so there's 252 trading days in a year if you the square root of that is 16 right so 16 there's the thing called the rule of 16 if you're a trader especially an options trader you truly need to pay attention to this right you truly need to pay attention to this right because this can help you in a lot of ways um, it's not a secret. It's not a, a. It's not a secret or nothing. If you're a trader, this is one of the tools that you should use, right? If you're a trader, this is one of the tools that you should use, right? So I'm and I wrote this out for you because I said this is important, right? So again, anytime the VIX is above 30, we're experiencing high volatility. It's saying we're going to have high volatility, right? If the VIX is above 40, that means we're in a sharp recession, sharp recession, sharp recession. Now, here's the thing called a rule of 16. You can go look this up but I'm breaking it down for you so you can understand it. That way once you see it when you go read it you can say okay Trap told me this. Boom, now I can make two and two make sense. Right? So, if you divide the VIX, if you divide the VIX by 16. Why 16? 16 because 16 is the square root of how many trading days we have in a year. 252 trading days. The square root of 252 is 16, right? So, here's what happens. Now, this is the suggested what the market will go up or move by next. So, let's think about it. If the level is at 16 and we divide 16 by itself, we get 1. So, we're expecting now the market to move by 1%, right? If the VIX is at 24, then we suggest the market to move by 1.5%, right? If the market is 32, now we're expecting the market to move by 2%. If the, VIX, if the VIX is 48, we're expecting the market to now move by 3%. Now, trap, how can this help me? Well, if you're an options trader, this can now help you do this. It can help you now select options prices and find entry and exit movements. Why? Because two-thirds of the time, not 100% of the time, but two-thirds of the time, the market will abide by the rule of 16. Pooh, yeah! Ooh, like they hood, huh? put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> now, here's some key takeaways of what I gave you, right? Understanding how to use the VIX to help you indicate high, how high the next move in the market might be. Remember, it is not an exact indicator, but what it is is, is a tool to help you find perspective. It is a tool to help you find perspective. So, all it is, it's not a, it's not a, this is a 100% of the chance, this is just a tool to help you find perspective. This is what big investors use, this is what hedge funds use, this is what, uh, this is what most traders should use. And so, if you got somebody that's teaching you, if you got somebody that's teaching you options, like, I'm not a day trader. Um, this is especially good for people who are day traders, maybe scalpers. Um, you can go look it up. I'm not, this ain't nothing I'm lying to you about. If you go ask anybody that is a professional options trader, right? Somebody that's a professional options trader, this is one of the things that I use. I look at it, but I'm not a I don't consider myself a like professional. I know how to use options to make money. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the guru. I'm not the guru of options. That ain't my thing. I can teach you how to make a couple of dollars, but I ain't gonna never get up here and say I'm the best options trader in the world. That ain't me. You know what I'm saying? I've made money, I've made more money than I've lost. 100% of the time, my ratio is probably 10 and 1. I probably got an 86% ratio of winning, right? PayPal probably took me down to about 72%, but I'll still live with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll still live with the 72%, um, but you'll never hear me say I'm the best options trader. Right, But what I will say is you've, if you've been rocking me for a while, you've seen me get on Instagram and do a couple options trade. You saw me make $100,000 in a day. You've seen me make $50,000 in a day. You've seen me make you know, $60,000, $70,000 a day. But you've also seen me lose money. You've seen me show I lost $19,000. you have seen me show I lost 100000 to my travelers, So I'm always transparent with that. Um, so I'm not going to have a $25,000 options class. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll have an options class. It's going to be reasonable for you to get. And I'm going to say, hey, there's how, this is how trap made money. You know what I'm saying? Using it. Um, so, you know, that's my thing. You you know, I'm, you got to go to Terry, Aristotle, a uh, uh, couple other people that really like live and breathe options all day, every day. I don't do it all day. I actually do six, eight, nine, twelve, 12 and one year leap options and let that thing run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just being real with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a professional, but I am pretty damn good at them. Um, Again, so here's what you learn from the rule of 16, right? You understand how to use the VIX to help you indicate high um, what the next move may be in the market. Um, next, the rule of 16 helps you with options selecting um, strike prices, right? And it also helps you look for entry and exits. Why? Because, again, if you're using the rule of 16 and you measure it with the daily VIX, then if you say, if you cut it and once you use it, say, hey, the market may move 1%. Three, two-thirds of the time, 68.9% of the time, the rule of 16 is correct, right? It says, hey, you know, we're looking for a 1.5% swing. You know what I'm saying? So this actually can work for you um, a lot. So if you like that, love it, want to get y'all some game, it's not a, it's just, it's only one of the tools you have in your chart, right? So I hope, you know, if I'm an option trader, you like, damn, trap, that's that sauce. Um, if you're not an option trader, man, don't worry about it. You can just use it from time to time, look at it. You know what I'm saying? So, this is some game I wanted to give you all to me. All right? So, today, get them goddamn dating people out my chat. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? So, let's go to our next segment, man. Learn the lingo. So, learn the lingo is brought to you by none other than Travis Anonymous, man. This segment is brought to you by Travis Anonymous. Travis Anonymous is an amazing community. Our goal is to not only just teach you how to invest in the market, our goal is to teach you how to make confident investments in the market. It's to teach you how to play the market, but also how to help you heal financial trauma. We do book clubs, we do Live from the Kitchens on Sundays where we break down stocks as a group, as a team. Um, we do so much every day. I do what's called Ticket symbol Tuesday. One of my lieutenants does Wild Out Wednesdays. We do ETF Thursday. It's just a plethora. Look at that word, y'all. Plethora of information but not just that we go live in the group all the time we talk and we vibe and we chillin'. chilling we talk about so many things outside of stocks so definitely man come join Trappers Anonymous It's an amazing group it is $47 a month It um you get eight weeks free when you get it for the year so definitely would love for y'all to do that y'all know the saying welcome home welcome home somebody said they joined last week I see you said he said I joined last week man I'm loving it you know it's not a game um, the $47 hours is, 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 is major. All right, so this week it is, the uh, learning lingo is moving averages, man, right? And just simply, it's a, it's a key form of technical analysis to calculate the in prices that a stock has moved over time, right? So I like to use the 200-day moving average, like anything under 200-day moving average, I would like to call it a sale, right? You have the 120-day I like to use, some people use the 100, and then there's the 50-day. Right. So moving average is good. We can get into the SMAs and get into the EMAs. But moving average is a stock indicator commonly used in technical analysis used to help soothe pricing data. Um, but just to make it simple, it is what price movements a stock have been at over a certain amount of time. You put your time duration in there. And it's definitely good, man. Shout out to my people, man, at city too. If you ain't Travis Anonymous, man, put it in the chat, man. <laughs> if you ain't Travis Anonymous, put it in the chat, man. All right, man. So I got something good, man. We got something real good. How y'all feeling? How we feeling? He said, I'm watching my football, bro. <laughs> it's all good, fam. I wasn't stepping on those toes. I was just in my rant. Y'all know how that go. All right, how y'all feeling, man? Are you feeling good about tonight, man? Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for being here. You could have been so many places, but you decided to chill here. You decided to rock with me. You decided to rock with the trap. You decided to come home. So for that, I'm going to say thank you. Come sit at the table with us, man. It's all love, right? So um, also with Trappers and I, man, we are setting up chapters, man. Um, like, we are, like I'm following like a Black Panther mode right? And then next year, we gonna, I'm going to make sure I go to every chapter and visit my group. We got the Carolina Trappers. They be pounding out with Lieutenant Casey. We got the Atlanta Trappers. We got the New Orleans Trappers. We got the Texas Trappers. We got the Caddy Trappers. We got the New York Trappers. We got the D.C. Trappers. And we got the balanced Trappers, man. So shout out to the Trappers who setting up their communities that comes with a lieutenant and it comes with a secretary, man. So shout out to the Trappers, man. We building. We building. We going to take over the world for sure. Uh, So, man, let's get into this segment we like to call Certified Trapper, Certified Trapper of the Week. So, this Certified Trapper of the Week is amazing, right? It is, I like to find these gems, right? So, it is Mary Ellen Pleasant. <sighs> Yo, I should not talk to y'all about her. Why should I talk to y'all about her? Like, 19th century entrepreneur, financer, real estate mogul, and abolitionist. She was arguably the first self-made millionaire in African-American heritage preceding Madam C.J. Walker by decades. <laughs> Check it out. So, she was a... She was married to a guy who was pretty wealthy, Right. Um, But she identified herself as a capitalist by profession. In 1890, her aim was to earn as much money as she could to help people escape slavery, to help people eat, to help people get transportation, to help people with housing to survive. She worked on an underground railroad and expanded it out west to California during the cold rush. She portrayed herself as a housekeeper and a cook after she was already wealthy so that she could understand how the wealthy people made investments so she can hear conversations and so she can connect with wealthy citizens. So one of the things that we know that all wealthy people love to do is talk about how they made their money. And because she played herself as a slave, she played herself as a cook, she played herself as a housewife, what she would do is she would earn her money and she would invest her money. Now, she had a close friend um, by the name of Thomas Bell, who was a banker. He was a wealthy and he was a capitalist. And he taught her how to invest her money. He taught her how to keep her riches a secret, right? How to keep her riches a secret. Mary Ellen Pleasant made a name for herself and she made her fortune during the cold rush in San Francisco. Shout out to you, queen. Mary Ellen Pleasant. Certified chaplain. of the Man. Let's give her a round of applause. I don't know if she getting money. But she kept it low key. Great job, man, great job, great job, great job. All right, man, how we feeling? So, this is my favorite... This is my favorite segment of the show, man. My favorite segment of the show is... Well, it's not my favorite segment of the show. This is breaking down a brick. All right, so, i was about to go in. I'm I'm ahead of myself, what was it? All right, so this is breaking down a brick, man. So, we're breaking down a brick. We like to take one company, And we like to break that company down. And when we break that company down, we like to see the different components of that company. So, today's company is none other than TJ Maxx. Now, why did I use TJ Maxx? Because TJ Maxx is a company that I like going into the fourth quarter and the first quarter. TJ Maxx is a company I like going into the the fourth quarter and the first quarter. Here's why. The company has 4,700 stores in nine countries. They're 75th on the Fortune 500 list, right? Their sales revenue increased by $48.5 billion. That is $7 billion more than the year before. Now, here's the dope part about it. They plan to increase profitability on at at $60 billion for each company that it owns. Watch this, y'all. Look at the company that TJ Maxx owns. TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods, Sierra, Winners, Home Good, Home Sense, and TK Maxx. <laughs> Yo! Like how many of y'all understood that TJ Maxx owned Marshalls and Home Goods? Now ladies, I'm gonna tell y'all something. Fellas, you give your girl some money, she go to Home Goods, it's a done. It's a dub. Yo, she coming out home goods with the candles, with the towels. Right? She coming out home goods with the new trash cans that go in the bathroom. Right? She coming out of TJ Maxx with the with the with the towel holders. Right? She coming out of TJ Maxx like with the with the new forks. Right? She, she coming out of TJ Maxx with new toilet paper holders? She coming out of TJ Maxx with paper plates? She coming out of TJ Maxx with the tall mirror? If <laughs> she coming out of TJ Maxx with the new rugs for the bathroom? She coming out of TJ Maxx with, man, look at the new pillows, man. Bro, don't... Listen, this is the one time I'm going to tell you let her go to TJ Maxx on a Sunday going on watching football, bro. Fair exchange ain't no robbery. (laughs) Fam! Fam! Fam, listen to me. Tell her go to see TJ Maxx while on a Sunday while you watching the game. You feel (laughs) me? I don't care who you is. If you got decorative towels in your house, I'm wiping my hands on them. <laughs> I'm wiping my hands on your decorative towel. I don't care. 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 <laughs> Bam! I don't care. I don't care. If you got the decorative towels in there, I'm wiping my hands on them. I don't care. I don't care. I'm gay. Grab- <laughs> washing my hands and I'm... Oh, that's a pretty towel. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. That was like that when I went in there. What are you talking about? I would never... I would never do that. I, will res- I know I will respect them. Then. Them some look them look like they cost a pretty penny. I would never wipe my hands on your tower. Don't do that. Don't don't do that and I'm going to the grid with it. And I'm going to tweet about it. I wipe my hands on the decorative towels. <laughs> ain't neither. I ain't never do it. I promise. Ain't neither. I ain't never. Ain't glow. Ain't neither. I promise. I'm just talking. I ain't never wipe my hands on y'all decorative towels. I promise. Ain't eat up. Ain't glue. I ain't never wiped my hands on the decorative towels on the left-hand side. By the... I ain't never did it. I ain't never did it. I... <laughs> hey, man. Be messing, around, messing around, man. I love y'all, man. But yeah, man, so I like TJ Maxx going into the third and fourth quarter. Here's the dope part about TJ Maxx What I love, right? A lot of companies, a lot of companies are have, will have over inventory. Fellas, I'm going to tell you a cheat code right quick. If you don't know, if you don't know, somebody give you a cheat code. If you don't know, If you like wearing polo ting tops and polo boxes, you can get them at Marshall's for the low. And it's not knockoff. It's not knockoff. It's over inventory. It's not knockoff. It's not knockoff is over inventory. You can go to t- you can go to Marshalls and get your polo tank tops Shout out to 1k likes, man. Let's go y'all. I appreciate that, man. 1k likes, man. Let's go, man. Salute. To- man, that's salute to Jose. Y'all don't know how me and Jose really be studying these analytics, y'all. Like we, we studying these analytics like crazy, man. So definitely, you can go to TJ Maxx, you can go to Marshalls, you can. If you like polo tank tops, if you, I think there's nothing better than a polo tank top and a polo boxer brief. That is the favorite thing I love to wear. All right, you can go to TJ Maxx, you can go to Marshalls and get the polo tank tops and the polo box boxer briefs in the big pack for the low, and it's not knockoff. So shout out to TJ Maxx, shout out to Marshalls, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. So now, man, we are into my favorite segment of the show. Now, here's what I want to say. Instead of, me and my team talked, and so instead of just giving me the email, if you find a wealth track that you think we can talk about this week, because I want to get y'all involved, I want to get y'all involved. Y'all support me, so I'm not just up here running it. What you can do is you can DM me and say, hey, Trap, this is a great song for the wealth track. Because I answer all my DMs, right? You can DM me and say, "Hey, Trap, this is a good song for the wealth track." I came up with that. I feel like that's a better way without overdoing my team, and I can take care of it, right? So, man, shout out to Unique if you know, you know, right? Shout out to Unique, right? Because he's a gangster. You feel know I me? Mean? He did something dope on the show this week, right? He did something that I re- that was one of my moves, right? And that was listen, 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 listen. Today. Right, Unique did something real dope on the show this week that I like. That's one of my moves because I done been there before. Not with the mob, but I done been in that type of situation before. Right? So what he did was, man, he getting into it with his people. They getting into it. They they try to all they try to give him, they try to get him life in prison. They they hitting back and forth. But here's the one thing he said I ain't gonna do. Listen, just because I don't like them, I'm not about to help you. Kill them people. If I'ma get at them people, I'ma get at them people. Your beef ain't my beef. And if I tell you about them people, that make me a rat. I'ma stand ten toes down. The streets gotta play the streets how the streets go. If my you know if you gonna be in it, you gotta he said, man, listen, I don't got nothing to do with that. I don't got nothing to do with that. That's between you and them people. I don't got nothing to do with that. And I I respected that so much because here's, here's here's why I respected that. Not even on a street level. Man, you can be so cool with somebody and the minute y'all fall out, they start talking to the people that you was beefing with. The people you beefing with, Talk, now they friends. And they telling the people all the stuff about you that they ain't like, damn, fam. Like, it was all good just a week ago. I ain't going to talk trash about you. I'm going to just keep my peace and keep it going. And that's what I respect about that whole situation. Just on a bigger, on a grand scale. Like, all right, me and you, like, bam, let's say me and Jose don't get it, we, we decide to part ways. Well, if me and Jose decide to part ways, guess what? If somebody who don't like Jose, it ain't, this not, this not an introduction for me and you to get cool. You feel me? This ain't a, this ain't a, this ain't an opportunity for me and you to get cool so I can tell you all the stuff that I don't like about Jose. That was my guy. For whatever reason, we ain't rocking right now. It's cool. Even if we don't rock no more, that's cool. But I'm not, that ain't an invitation for me and you to get cool. Get from around here. Get from around here. Don't do me that. We was cool. It was all love. We was rocking, we was laughing, we had fun, we did our thing. The minute we ain't rocking no more, that's not an invitation for me and the op to get cool. You still, I don't like you still. I don't like you still. I'm still not there with you. So don't come, bro, that ain't it. So when he did that, he was like, nah, bro, like that don't got nothing to do with me and me and rock or me and rock brother. We ain't friends. We, we did business. You ain't did me a favor. We did business. Everything you did with me, I paid you for. You ain't give me no work. I paid you for that situation. You still put your tax on it for me. I paid you that gracefully. So we not. And I think one of the things that, this is big right here, y'all. I think one of the things that people do in life, they confuse business with friendships. You confuse business, you think just because you did business with somebody, y'all friends. No, that's a business deal. That's a business transaction. That ain't friendship, fam. That's a business transaction. action. I'm going to keep it real. I do business with people. We're not friends. We're cordial. We're not friends. It stops at the business thing. Nope, I'm not coming to do that. Nope, we're not doing that. We're not about to laugh and kiki. key I'm not about to let you talk about this person around me. Nope, that's not cool because I don't even want you to feel comfortable enough to talk to me about that person so you can go back and say, I said that in front of the trap. Oh, no, you didn't. Like, I be putting people in weird situations, B. I remember something real sticky was going on, and I ain't going to get into it, but somebody called. I said, hold up, check this out. That's how you feel? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I called the person on the phone. I said, hey, look, I got them on the phone. Here it go. Yo, that thing got quiet. Real tall, was it? That thing got like, oh. I said, listen, fam. The reason why I called so-and-so and so-and-so is because you had a lot to say about them. So I don't want you to feel comfortable with saying that. And I said it on the phone. I don't want you to feel comfortable saying that to me. So I'm going to call them on three ways so you can talk right here. That way you can say that. And they, you know, but it was awkward in the first. It was awkward in the first happened. It was like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, see, see. Don't sw- swallow the frog, fam. Need some water? Right? Because, like, I come from a certain code, and I'm not trying to be up here like I'm super thug or nothing like that, but I come from a certain code where if me and a person is cool, right? I don't want another person to feel like you, you can't come talk to me about Jose. No, 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 no. Because I don't want Mad Day to come and you say, well, I said that the trap was right there. Now Jose looking at me all crazy. Like, damn, bro. I know we ain't, we ain't eye to eye right now, but, Dude, you let dude talk to me? Like, what kind of, what kind of game? I thought you was a real one. Trap, Swallow the frog, bro. Say that stuff. So I think one of the things you got to stop doing with people is you got to stop mixing business with friendship. Just because we do business together, we made money together, we impacted together, it don't mean we brothers. It don't mean we friends. We had a business deal. I respect you because I lead with respect. I want the respect back. I'm not going to never lead with disrespect. I'm going a, I'm to a lead with respect so you can give me respect so we can have a respectful transaction. I always tell my trappers the one thing, I want you to be proud that you rock with me. I never want you to have to justify why you rock with me. I always want my trappers to be proud so I do everything with integrity. I do everything with respect. You're not going to talk about me behind this person back and whatever I say here, I can say here. Yo, I said this, this is what I said, bro. That way you ain't go, nah, I'm built like that. Not saying I'm a tough guy, a rough guy, but I believe in doing things with integrity and I believe in doing things with respect. And the one thing I will not do is argue with a woman. I'm going to just keep it real. I'm not arguing with no woman. We're not about to be arguing back and forth. You won. I'm going to say what I got to say. You're going to say what you got to say and then I'm going to just be quiet after that. You made your point. I made my point. It's time for us to be quiet. We don't need to keep going back and forth. We don't need to keep digging deep because now you trying to hurt me and now I feel like I got to try to say something to hurt you. We not about to do that. Say what you got to say. I'm going to say what I got to say and then we can just be quiet for a day or two. That's cool. We can have a cool and all period. That's all right. We can have a cool and all period. As a grown man, I don't think no grown man should find himself arguing with no woman. Bro, we can't win that. One, that's not a characteristic you should have. This is not sports. And if I see two women arguing about something, I'm not about to get in the middle of that. I'm a fr- Hey, can y'all? okay, hey, chill. We gotta do this. Man, I'm gone. I'm gonna try to stop it. Hey, hey, hey. This ain't what we gotta do right here, man. Tootie coming, y'all. He said we got time. All right. Right. Tootie say time. Chat. Tootie doing this. All right. Listen. No man should argue with a woman and no man should get in the ar- middle of an argument with women. Ladies, if your man argue with you, don't go tell him ain't no real man going to argue with me. Don't say that. All right, but that ain't a good. All right, let's go, man. So, inside of the well track right here, man, we going to talk about, this is a good track by Joey Badass. Man, he said this, man. Over time, I've been too humble." Time to up the wager. Eight figures later, got my life all figured out. Gotta have tunnel vision if you want to make it out. No fear of missing out. 10,000 hours in. Now it's time to make it count. Invested 10% of whatever's in my bank account. Just in case we see the bad weather I hit a nice amount. You don't really lose on stocks unless you take them out. Thinking about putting in some equity in another house. The line between brevity and longevity. One thing i have never sacrifice is integrity. Let's just break it down right quick, right? One time, like over time I've been humble. It's time to up the wage. Sometimes you would just be playing small. I've, I've had that one time. One time I wasn't walking into Wall Street Trapper, right? I was just playing it small. I was giving everybody, the, "Man, it's all good. I'm just, I'm just proud to be here." No, I'm supposed to be here. God told me I'm supposed to be here. God told me I'm supposed to be here. I ain't thankful to be here. I went through what I went through. God told me I'm supposed to be here. He got me here for a reason. So He said, "Look, I upped the wager." Eight figures later, because what happened in my mind, He's saying is. Once I started, once I stopped the humble stuff, and I just I walked inside of who I am. Yo, I automatically eight figures with a later because I walked in my purpose. I stopped playing the humble role. Sometimes people want us to be humble so we don't shine, so our light don't outshine them. Sometimes people want us to be humble. Oh, I put him on. I put her on. If it were, nah, and you be like, yeah, you know, because you don't want to be tripping. you like, yeah, it's all good, you know, uh. and then in the back of your mind, you like, man, you ain't put me on. You got me fucked. I've been out here. I've been. And so now that's eating you up. Nah, stop playing humble. Walk in who you is. Eight-figure leg got my life all figured out. Got to have tunnel vision if you want to make it out. I mean you got to lock in. The reason, with my daughter, baby girl, lock in. Right. Some of us, we, we not locked in. I'm going to be real with you. You're following Wall Street Chapel. You're following Ian. You're following, um, Joe Blow. You're following Caesar Q. You're following just this, this. You're following that person. You're following that person. You got every, now you don't know what to do. Information overload. Lock in. Focus on what you want to do. Right. What do you say? You got to have tunnel vision if you want to make it out. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. No fear on missing out. 10,000 hours in, now it's time to make it count. Let's break that down. The reason why some people can't get where they need to go at because they scared they're going to miss out. You're scared you're going to miss out on a club. You're scared you're going to miss out on a party you scared you're going to miss out on these exclusive tennis shoes. You're scared you're going to miss out on this exclusive bag. You're scared you're going to miss out on this exclusive this. You're scared you're going to miss out on that. No, you're not going to miss out. And so because you don't want to lock in, you're scared to miss out. You keep missing the opportunity. So he doubled down that and said, listen, no fear of missing out 10,000 hours in. Malcolm Caldwell, the outlier, said you need 10,000 hours. After he did his 10,000 hours, he said, now it's time to make it count. I done did the research. I done did the homework. I done took the L's. Now it's time to make it count. Invested 10% on whatever in my bank account. Now that I got the knowledge, now that I got the, I'm equipped. Yo, I got 10% in my bank account. I tell everybody this, man. Start with 10%. 10% in my bank account. In case we see bad weather, I got a nice amount. So that means I'm investing, I'm learning, I put the time in, but hey, when bad weather come, because it's not if, it's when, I ain't missed out. I got a nice amount. Watch this, watch this. You don't really lose on stocks unless you take them out. Now, the one thing I love about this is because when you, now you, I understand what he's saying, but let me break this down. If you invest in bad companies, you can lose. Let me say that but the stock market is designed to be forward-looking, It's designed to go up. So, if you invest in the stocks, the best way to play the game is for the long term. And what we say all the time, y'all, what we say all the time, you only lose when you sell. Thinking about putting some equity in another So look how he doubled that down, I went from stocks to equity into another house. The line between brevity and longevity means just making it clear in long term. And the one thing I'll never sacrifice is my integrity. Always do business with integrity. Always do business with integrity. Shout out to Julie Badass for the Well Connect, man. The Well Track. We love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. Let's clap up for that. Let's give it some dollar sign. And Let's clap it up. So that's why I want to just chop it over to y'all right quick before we go, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate y'all. But let's just say this, man. True wealth is about freedom, information, and cash flow. What is your plan to achieve it? What is your mission after you've achieved it? What are your financial values? Your values give you clarity. So here's my question. Watch this. Do you trust your money? Do you trust your financial competence? Do you trust your monetary communication? Do you have the financial fortitude to achieve long-term wealth? As you go through different recessions and every as you go through different bear markets you have to learn to trust yourself. When I ask you do you trust your money? I mean, can you have money right here and do you trust that you do the right thing with it? Do you have the clarity Do you have the clarity? The only way you can gain the clarity is you understand the values. So I ask you, what are the values that you have? What are the values that you have that give you clarity on where you're trying to go? The reason why you don't have clarity is because you don't know what it is that you stand on. The reason why you don't have clarity is because you don't know what it is that makes you who you are? Do you trust your monetary communication? Meaning, do you trust the conversations you have with your money? Do you see something you buy? Do you just buy it right then and there? Or do you let it go? Can you say, I have monetary communication"? I know how to negotiate deals. I learn how to make great investments. I know how to be disciplined with myself when it comes to money. And what is your financial fortitude? Put in a tough situation, would you sell your stocks because the market is tough? People often make bad decisions in times of uncertainty. Who are you? What are you? What is your investment identity? I ask you that question because on the journey to building wealth. There's so many obstacles and there's so many hurdles. I ask you because as as my Aunt Nita passes, I sit back and I ask myself now. Where do I want the family to go? as I watched my Uncle Walter navigate us through these tough times, I was already willing to step up. I was already willing to say, Uncle, what do I need to do to help? How can we navigate? What can I do, Unc? But I understood that it's not my time yet. It's my uncle's time. But there will become a time when it's my time. And when it's my time, Where will I take the family under my tutelage? What is it that I see that I can do looking at what my past generations have done? What can I do better because I have no more information? I'm in a better position at 40 than they were in 40. What is it that I can do now to start preparing the family? And my uncle told me something today that was important. He said, Cuh, he said, nephew, I'm not the oldest. But even the oldest come to me. And what that told me in that moment was my uncle may be willing to pass me the time. My uncle may be willing to say, nephew, you up the bat. But I'm right here with you. I'm on a journey with you if you need me. I'll help you get through the situations. I'll help you communicate. I'll be a trusted advisor if needed. He said, now if I'm 60, you 40. I'm pushing 60, you 40. You prime. So I ask you, what do you do when that generation that was there is gone and you now have to pioneer, you now have to trailblaze. You are now responsible for being the CEO of your last name. We say that oftentimes, and I'm not going to allow my aunt need to pass. That was the first thing I thought about. I said, damn, I'm up. Because even though I know that I, I thought I had another ten years in her, but even though I know at one day God spare me life, I'll be the seventy-year-old. And what will I have taught the generations that came behind me? What will I have taught my daughter? What have I taught my daughter's kids? What have I taught my cousins around me? What have I have taught them that I know when I go, my family is in the right position. My Anita left a lot in all of us. Her spirit was warming. Her spirit was welcoming. But we're in a generation now with so much information, so much knowledge, and so much access. What do you do? What is your role? Are you the captain? Are you the soldier? Are you the pawn? Are you the lieutenant? What are you? What is your role in changing the dynamics of your family? Because when you go look at the Rothschilds and you go look at the Rockefellers and you go look at the Waltons and you go look at the Cokes and you go look at all of these families, the one thing I do know is they always leave somebody in charge that is capable. So the family lives on. Queen Elizabeth. They always leave somebody in charge who is capable. And so my question to you before I go tonight is, are you capable? It's your boy Wall Street Trapper. Next week, I'll see y'all, same time, same place, same trap. Anita, we still trapping, baby. I love you, I appreciate you, and I know you are always with us. Good night, y'all.